PlayStation Phase 2 has yet to be revealed as Sony continues to stay annoyingly quiet about what the rest of 2023 will look like. Right now, we have two lackluster PC ports and a good DLC release for Horizon Forbidden West. And beyond that, Final Fantasy 16 will likely be very successful. Spider-Man 2 will also be a pretty big release. But is that basically all we have to look forward to? Aside from these confirmed deliverables, Sony seems awfully quiet. I want to consider two possible outcomes for this year with respect to game releases by looking at the status of Sony Studios right now, as well as Sony's acquisition of shooter studio talent and the lack of any live service game announcements. I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video, so that way you don't have to go looking for it. That way it's all here for you. So if you like these types of videos and live streams, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss them. The PlayStation Showcase has yet to even be confirmed, but according to insiders, it will be the setup for the second phase of PlayStation 5. At this point, 2023 hasn't been bad for PlayStation, but it hasn't been exactly great either. All eyes are focused on Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2, as the Returnal PC port failed to garner a strong response, and the Last of Us PC port was an embarrassment that got very little transparency, explanation, or ownership from Naughty Dog or PlayStation. In the realm of first-party offerings, it looks like Horizon Forbidden West DLC and Spider-Man 2 are the only confirmed releases so far. Final Fantasy 16 might as well be first-party, but it ultimately is not a PlayStation Studio. So I want to look at a handful of things in this video to sort of walk through where I see PlayStation going in 2023, because I think they have two potential strategies. Number one, I want to look at the status of PlayStation Studios. A really great Reddit thread has all the studios listed and what they are currently working on. Number two, Sony acquiring shooter talent, like shooter studio talent, I think is important to look at. This may be sort of the beginnings of Sony anticipating needing Call of Duty competitors on their platform. And third, where are the live service games? Another very quiet front from Sony has been the follow-up for all these live service games that need to land before 2026. I want to look at all of this from the perspective that 2023 could go in two very different directions with respect to first-party releases from Sony. First, they may feel a lack of urgency given that Microsoft is struggling to get their promised titles out the door. Ten of the 25 titles that Microsoft have promised are not showing up in the first half of 2023 like they were supposed to. Forza Motorsport just confirmed that it won't be making the date. So they may not feel a a sense of urgency. They may be looking at Microsoft and saying, hey, we can kind of dial back right now. Redfall looks like it's going to fall on its face, and Starfield's going to go toe-to-toe with Spider-Man 2. Beyond that, Sony may want to sandbag a lot of what I'm going to come over in this video. Let's just hold on to all these titles. They may feel the need for a quantity push in 2024 if they are anticipating the Activision deal going through. We're going to need a bunch of stuff for 2024. We're going to need to go toe-to-toe with a, a Microsoft that now owns Activision Blizzard, so let's save some titles. We may be looking at a lighter year from Sony. The other possibility they may feel is that 
Now's the time to strike. The PlayStation Showcase could be full of surprises with quick turnaround launch titles. They may even pull a couple hi-fi rushes out of their hat and just shadow drop some games. I honestly don't know where I land on this because a 2023 that mainly comprises itself of Horizon Forbidden West DLC, Spider-Man 2, that doesn't exactly look great. I wouldn't say that's weak, but I wouldn't exactly say that's strong either. While Final Fantasy 16 helps in a big way, the 2023 cadence would not be something I would describe as good. I wouldn't want this to be repeated where, well, we get two big releases, one's not even a first-party title, and then the third thing we got was DLC. I wouldn't. I would not say that's a banner year, especially in light of what happened with both of the big PC ports that should have gone much better than they did. Some of this has obviously been padded, I think, by PSVR 2 Focus, along with their PC port efforts. That could mean that the second half of 2023 is shaping up to be Spider-Man 2, one or two more PC ports, and then more PSVR 2 games. And don't forget about the potential handheld hardware announcement that we might be getting as well. So let's dive into what's happening beneath the surface. I want to look at the status of PlayStation Studios. There's a Reddit thread making the rounds, and it has 17 of the PlayStation Studios listed. And as I read through the list and the projects, I was sort of struck by how silent 2023 has been. But we have to remember what Jeff Grubb said about the PlayStation Showcase. It was supposed to happen in late 2022, but a bunch of developers were not ready. According to him, now they're ready. And they are going to have a, quote, massive show that really sets up the second phase of PlayStation 5. That's where I'm getting the term second phase. Like, where is it? When's it going to start? And if it's going to start with Spider-Man, is that all we're really getting this year to kick that off? When I look at the list of developers in the Reddit thread, I'm curious just how many of them will have announcements at the showcase. And the better question, how many of those games are even coming in 2023? Like, as I said, I think 2023 could go in one of two directions. You could do surprise game pushes and a bunch of urgency or no urgency and sort of sandbag for 2024. Many people are already celebrating the showcase. The PlayStation showcase is going to be huge. It's going to be massive. Okay, well, if it's just a bunch of announcements, that's great. That's exciting. I think that builds consumer confidence, but... That doesn't mean that we're actually getting more games in 2023 than are already been confirmed. Now, I want to go through a few examples from the list that I think are worthy of note and that we should be keeping our eye on. Bend Studio is working on a new IP that includes multiplayer and builds upon the open world systems of Days Gone. Bend also tweeted that they were doing something with PlayStation Studios on Monday, April the 24th in 2023. So we don't know what came of that. It was just like a picture with a pen and like a folder. And then they didn't say anything on Monday. They just said Monday in the tweet like they were going to announce something. Gorilla is working on the Horizon multiplayer game and they just confirmed Horizon 3 along with some rumors about a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster. They didn't confirm the rumors. Those are just also sort of in addition to what's going on right now. And a recent update on LinkedIn points to them crafting a roadmap for the Decima engine to receive an ambitious update. Haven Studios was founded by Jade Raymond from Ubisoft and Motive and worked on Assassin's Creed. So everybody's pretty excited about what comes out of Haven. Haven is working on a new live service experience. Build. Uh, it's going to build upon a systematic and evolving world so there's one of the live service games that we don't know anything more about 
Housemark, the studio that made Returnal, they're working on a new IP. It's in early development. Then you have Insomniac. They've got Spider-Man 2. That's confirmed this year. Wolverine probably next year. And then a rumor about a multiplayer IP. The last two to mention, Naughty Dog has the Tlu multiplayer, Last of Us multiplayer game, and they're co-developing a new project for a beloved franchise. Many people have speculated something with Uncharted. This is presumed also, the last one I'll mention because it's a, it's near and dear to my heart, that it's just presumed that Sucker Punch is working on Ghost of Tsushima 2. We have no details, no leaks, no announcements whatsoever. And that's just seven, that was just seven of the 17 studios that are listed in the thread. Now, beyond those studios, Sony has also been acquiring shooter studio talent. I see the big three studios that Sony recently acquired actually playing a role in Phase 2 for PlayStation, especially in light of the potential future of Call of Duty not being as rosy as it's been up to now with the threat of the Activision Blizzard deal. First up is Deviation Games, a studio built from the ground up by people that had a hand in Call of Duty's success. Game Rant even recently said that Deviation Games could be one of Sony's secret weapons in sort of the fight against Call of Duty. Herman Hulst said that Deviation's debut title will be a AAA experience that leans on its past. I would imagine that means it's going to be some kind of a first-person shooter. Next up is Bungie. It's no secret that Bungie owns one of the best-selling shooters in the market, one of the best-feeling shooters in the market, and they were acquired in a very unique way. With assurances from Jim Ryan that Bungie will remain multi-platform, it became clear that they wanted Bungie for two reasons. Shooter expertise, I think, is a given, but the bigger reason would be live service insight. Bungie is going to help Sony create a live service center of excellence. This is likely at the core of Sony's desire to enter the live service landscape but also potentially there's their desire to start creating their own shooters which leads to the most recent merger firewalk studios they were already working on their first original AAA multiplayer game for playstation and firewalk studios is comprised of bungie veterans so perhaps bungie made the recommendation maybe bungie looked out there and said hey a lot of good people went over there to firewalk you may want to snag them if you're wanting to make a really good live service game if you're wanting to make a really good shooter I'd snag Firewalk. Or maybe Bungie just thought that that addition to the studio lineup would be good for the future of live service and the future of shooters within PlayStation's umbrella. In any case, this is just one piece of PlayStation's Phase 2, which leads to the final piece. And yes, yes, I'm not going to talk about hardware in this video. There, there's the PSVR 2, there's the unified SKU for the PlayStation 5 that will likely bring the price of the console down fourth quarter of this year. Uh, there's the potential for the PlayStation handheld. There's the PS5 Pro whenever it decides to land. That's all part of the future in Phase 2. What I'm primarily concerned on is game launches, okay? When are the games coming? Sony's first party banner for 2023 is kind of thin. It's time to start cranking out a better cadence. Two games a year, maybe, I just don't think is what I want to see. I'd like to see three or four. So let's talk about the Sony live service games. We have to remember just how many live service games Sony would like to have. In an investor call, Sony revealed plans to launch more than 10 new live service games by March of 2026. Just three years from the time I'm recording this. I think in recent comments, the number has been sort of materialized into 12. So they said more than 10. Now they're saying 12. Funny enough, 
recent comments about canceling games all the time and too many service games are actually very relevant to this discussion. Yoshida did an interview with The Guardian and said, quote, PlayStation embraces new ideas and many of them fail. We do a prototype, we evaluate, we decide whether to spend more time and resources or we just stop. We cancel so many games. I usually try to convince the developer that I'm trying to save them from getting stuck with this project. Now, this attitude, I think, is both respectable, but also alarming in light of Sony's plans. With 10 to 12 live service games set to land in the next two and a half years, how many have been canceled? If the answer is none, well, then it's time to start announcing and releasing them. If none of those 12 live service games got canceled, then where are they? All right. If you launch them in too close of quick succession, if you launch them like right on top of each other, well, they're going to be set up for failure. They're going to cannibalize each other. You need a funnel of people to play a live service games and stick it out for a while. If they're all landing at the exact same time, they'll be stepping on each other's toes on the dance floor. Yoshida also had some interesting remarks about live service games. Quote, the industry seems keeps growing and growing, and I hope it keeps supporting and chasing creative ideas and people who try to work on new things. You don't want to see the top 10 games every year being almost the same, all games becoming service games. That would be a bit boring to me. Now, this should be taken in context. He's not saying that, oh, live service games are terrible. He's not taking aim at live service games. He's simply saying if the top 10 every year are dominated by live service games, if they're all basically live service games, that's not good. He's saying there's room for other game types. Service games have their place, but that shouldn't be all we're making and playing. From where I sit, the second phase of PlayStation 5 needs the live service game cadence to start this year in 2023. If all 12 are not even going to start coming out by 2023, then you're not going to make it to 2026. There's just no way. And that's actually fine. If they have to bump some of the live service games beyond 2026, that's not a big deal. Spacing them out matters more than making good on an investor call, you know, projection, especially since none of them have been given formal announcements. None of them even have release dates. This wouldn't be like delaying a bunch of games that you announced. This was an investor call with a projection of like, this is what we want to see happen before 2026. The rest of 2023, I think, will be very thin with respect to game launches if we don't get any of these live service games and this is why the showcase is a chance to set the tone for phase two and the remainder of 2023 i'd be happy either way because honestly rushing games to market before they're ready just to leverage your lead position i think would be a mistake as it stands right now horizon forbidden west dlc final fantasy 16 and spider-man 2 would certainly not be a year to look down on but it certainly wouldn't be a cadence to model after either. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. Number one, nobody could describe the PlayStation 5 offerings for 2023 as bad. Even if we grant the bad PC port of The Last of Us, that doesn't really concern the PlayStation 5 and the customers who bought it and the insane rise in sales that the hardware is experiencing. So no one could look at the offerings for the actual PlayStation 5 console and say, oh, it's been a bad year. But I wouldn't call the rhythm and the vision casting particularly strong either well at least up to now the playstation showcase could be a literal bomb drop and surprise everybody with 17 studios working on projects and many more that we're unaware of i'm actually looking to the showcase for answers what's next 
what can we expect around the corner number two the acquired shooter studio talent may take a while to come to fruition but it certainly shows that sony has long-term plans with the help of bungie Firewalk Studios and Deviation Games, they could be seeking to have a deep roster of both live service and shooter games. This could dispel the notion that all their games are the same, even though that notion is almost universally held by folks who don't even own a PS5 and have never even played the games that they're making fun of. Conclusion 2023 is starting to feel like another shuffle year. Big promises were made by Microsoft, and many of those games are getting shuffled down the calendar. Sony has been, you know, irritatingly quiet aside from the PSVR 2, Horizons DLC, and Final Fantasy 16 State of Play, and those have been quite spread out. And again, Final Fantasy 16 is not a first party title, even though in spirit it basically is. I see two potential roads for Sony to take for the rest of 2023, and I could be compelled in either direction. With the lack of urgency, polish your products. Pick your release dates carefully and strategically. There's no urgency to push a bunch of games out in 2023 right now, right? Your console's selling like hotcakes, and all the people that are buying that console are likely to start buying all the games they've missed out on. Every single time PlayStation 5s have a restock, their existing property has a huge surge of sales. And if this is their year when the ramp up and the distribution of the PS5 hits a fever pitch, that could also add less urgency to crank out games because they have so many games for those people to buy and pick from. Think of it that way. If a bunch of people are just now getting into the PS5 ecosystem, the last thing you want to do is overwhelm them with choice. There's a handful of great games to choose from, and there's only one or two more getting added this year. Well, that's a great way to sort of set up 2024 to be the year that you really start trotting out game after game after game. The other path here is with Xbox on the ropes, it might be time for a barrage of hits. Either way, we will likely have to wait until the showcase happens for answers. So for now, much like everyone else, especially Xbox fans, we're going to have to wait. And that's the show open. And I appreciate you guys being here so, so much. I I just freaked myself out. I was like, I'm not recording. I don't record that portion. I record uh, just the show open thank you guys so much for being here make sure you are smashing the like button a nice strong turnout already over 500 people hanging out i want to know what you guys think man where is phase two what is going on why are we having to wait for literally everything Make sure you guys are smashing the like button. Let's get started on the sub goal. Hollow said he was trying to hit the goal before the stream started. And we are down into like the final 100 bags of the Frickmas blend. This is the only flavor of coffee we have left right now. And it's on a great sale. So help us clear through that inventory. Appreciate you guys so, so much. A $5 tip from Maxwell through Super Chat. Would be crazy if the showcase had a bunch of bombs and on top of that they shadow drop the little uh, little devil inside the Last of Us Part 2 PS5 upgrade with DLC. At this point, I'm actually looking to the showcase to be significant. I, it's like they, According to Grub, it's going to be massive. It kind of has to be massive. We don't have we don't have anything left for the rest of the year that's like that, that that's new. We've known about Final Fantasy 16 for a while and we've known about Spider-Man 2 for a while. So that's it. That's the rest of the year. 
And I, listen, I personally don't think Sony's going to walk out during the PlayStation Showcase and be like, yep, that's it. All of our other announcements are about 2024. Does that make sense? Like, if they walk out, I'm a ima- I actually think the Sony PlayStation Showcase is happening on June the 1st, first Thursday of June. They'll have one week of dominance of the media cycle, one solid week before Summer Game Fest starts, because everybody else is going to be staying quiet and waiting for Summer Game Fest including Xbox. So Sony could walk out on June 1st, drop their massive showcase, and then it's just a week of Sony coverage. Like, that would actually be kind of brilliant. Here's the thing. Oh, I'm not wearing an X-Men shirt today. This is a this is a pew-pew Nintendo shirt. This is also from 80s T, so the link still works. And so does my code. But I, I have a really hard time thinking that Sony's going to walk out for their PlayStation showcase and be like, yep, here's more Spider-Man. Here's the date. Can't wait for Final Fantasy 16. Here's more gameplay. And then all of the rest of their announcements could purely be for 2024. Like, you see what I'm saying? I, I think people would be a little... I don't know. I feel like... I, you guys let me know how you would feel about that. I feel like people would look at that and say... You guys are kind of on cruise control. That doesn't seem like a very stout rest of the year. Which makes me think there's going to be surprise announcements. There's going to be surprise game drops, right? Like, hey, you can play this today. This comes out in two weeks. This comes out in one month, right? Like how Immortals of Avium did their marketing. I think PlayStation does their show on May 25th, and then... Set the bar so high, Jeff and Xbox have a hard time overcoming it. I, yeah, I don't think May 25th. I don't think you would do it right before a holiday weekend. That's not that's not a good press time. You want? I, I'm telling you, June 1st, June 1st. Just last year, they they it was June 2nd. It was the first Thursday of June. They had the Summer Game Fest logo. They're not going to be able to have that Summer Game Fest logo and be considered like part of Summer Game Fest. If they're doing their showcase like two and a half weeks earlier, May 25th, June 1st, that's one week before Jeff's kicks everything off. DB Cooper with a $5 super chat tip, assuming factions finally get shown or talked about. That will be shown, and that one we could finally get a release date. They could be like, yeah, play it in October or whatever. That could be one of the live service games, number one. And number two, that could be one of the surprise announcements. Yo, what's good, Wooly? I think Fire Sprite will release uh, one of their two games this year. That's what I'm saying, bro. Where's Phase 2? Where are the games? They've got to be literally sandbagging everything for the showcase. The showcase is going to feel like Thanksgiving when you eat too much. Like, my gosh. It's going to be one of those showcases where you forget the first three games that they showed by the end. You're going to be like, oh my word, this is too much. Which, listen, I'll be honest, I've covered live events like this before. I actually think you can have too many announcements in a showcase. Because you make everybody forget. They're like, wait, what was even at the beginning? I don't even remember now. Like, you end up ruining your own top of mind marketing because you just shove everything off the top of the person's mind because by the end of the showcase, they're like overwhelmed. It's almost like they get overstimulated. Yo, it's good, Cowboy. I don't think anything else significant is coming out this year for PlayStation, says Cowboy. They'll probably uh, hit, hit this next year's lineup. Creature says, when you have your opponent laying on the ground, you finish them. You don't let up. They bring the heat with new games and new features and drive another console rush that will bury the Series X and the S for good this generation. I also think they will do something in May and June. Uh, They have too much built up. Yeah, Creature last night told me on the phone, he's like, I bet you they do their showcase in May, and then they also do something with Summer Game Fest. 
I'm sticking to my guns. June 1st is the showcase. They're going to kick off Summer Game Fest. They're going to kick off June. Then June 1st to June 7th, everybody's just talking about Sony. Because everybody else is going to be quiet. No one's going to say anything until Summer Game Fest starts. Xbox isn't going to say anything until their Xbox Bethesda showcase. Well, it's an Xbox showcase. And then the final 30 minutes is Starfield. Narwaffle with 11 months and it's a VIP almost been a year already we currently have uh, i have to update the vip command we currently have 179 vips if you guys want that saucy sort of behind the scenes unfiltered vip stream on friday that's got to be 200 by then so we need 20 people to upgrade brooklyn breed my man with a month of membership renewing up and getting the blue badge stellar blade releases this year right i think I think, listen, I want to show you guys this image because this is why I think this could go one of two ways. I want to show you the image of the console sales, okay? Yo, my man Richard Rodriguez hitting three months says, I think PlayStation is going to do a one-two hit. Showcase June 1st, games, acquisitions, and shadow drop, then presence at Summer Game Fest for more games. I mean, they could do that too. They could do that too. The only reason I don't think they're going to do that is Sony likes to do their own thing. They've made that really, really clear. They were one of the first ones to leave E3, and then last year, they did their own thing. They did their own state of play before Summer Game Fest got really up and running. They did it a week before. I don't think Sony likes the whole, we're going to come to you, right? How was the VIP stream? People in chat can tell you how good the VIP stream was. It was fun. Um, and you can always become a VIP and go back and watch the past broadcast. Guys, over 600 people here and we don't have 200 likes yet. What are we doing? We're asleep at the wheel. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. We could easily have 300 likes. If you've not pressed the like button yet, it helps this video find more folks. We're going to get Wolverine gameplay dropped like God of War did before they released it. Spider-Man most likely is done already polishing it up. Fear in your heart is spending $70 billion to even be in the fight. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would think Sony is afraid. Do you honestly do you honestly think do you honestly think with these sales numbers they're afraid? Why would any like anybody who's been running the narrative that like Jim Ryan's gonna get fired and PlayStation's in trouble? Really? Do you see this giant divide between the green line and the blue line? Do you see how it's widening significantly by like an entire square's worth on the graph? Like look at that. It's, it's, there is, PlayStation's not worried at all. They, they, they are on, they're about to blast through Nintendo Switch numbers, brother. That is absolutely monumental. Now, the reason I want to show this chart, hey, thank you so much, Dan, for upgrading. That puts us at 180 VIPs. That's my man right there. Thank you. All right, listen, listen. There's a couple of ways to look at this, Okay. Something that I think could be happening is this big rise right here. See where I'm circling? Where like the the line suddenly shoots almost straight up, right? This is like a roller coaster that you feel like you're going to fall out of, right? Like look at how straight up that line, okay? They could be looking at that and saying, we don't want to release a bunch of games right now. Why? We don't need to. What do we need to release games for? Look at how our console's saturating the market. Oh, and by the way, 
if we oversaturate the console right now with new releases, you're going to give people choice paralysis. Right now, you've got a very good offering of games for all those brand new PlayStation 5 owners. Guess what they can do? They can look and say, all right, let me check out Horizon. Let me check out God of War Ragnarok. Let me check out the DLC for Horizon. Let me check out Final Fantasy 16. It's nice and spaced out. You buy all those games that, well, Horizon's on uh, Plus, PlayStation, isn't it? They, they just added it. So, God of War, Ragnarok, Final Fantasy 16, all of that. And if you get a bunch of people to get uh, Horizon on PlayStation Plus, well, then you're going to get them to buy the DLC. Brilliant strategy, right? Get a bunch of people in the game who are already on the subscription service, and then they can actually go and buy the DLC. So, PlayStation could quite literally say, we don't need to push out anything more than we have planned. We don't. We've got a nice rhythm. And I'm sitting here saying, give me more, bro. Give me more. The PS5 is getting close to being on trajectory to outsell the Switch. That's what I'm saying. Like, they might literally not feel the pressure to release anything more. The rest of this year could literally be Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2, and Last of Us Factions. And that's it. That's it. That's it. They're good. They're like, no. Push everything else to next year. Push it. We don't, we don't, there is no reason to have people going through, you know, choice paralysis of like, there's too many games, right? There was that stat last year. Every time they restocked PS5s, their first party games saw a surge in sales. Why rush them out the door? That's where Creature's perspective is coming from. He was like, you would want to nail them right now. Make it unquestionable which console you should buy. My pushback on his theory, my pushback on him saying that is, they don't need to. The console's selling faster than it ever has. They're on pace to surpass PlayStation 4 saturation. I need you to hear that and see how big that is. The PlayStation 5 is on pace to surpass PlayStation 4 saturation. That is massive. That's enormous. And so they might say, we don't need to launch anything right now. We've got good games on the way. Let them cook. Let them do what they're supposed to do. I want to play. I'm not reading that. Having a ton of games wasn't an issue in the PS2 games. They just need to release 60 FPS and they win. Yo, what's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. Lono, I think you've forgotten Sony's secret sauce. What? What have I forgotten? Tell me. Tell me. Shelly says, they don't need to launch games that they could survive just on a roadmap alone and we'd all be happy with that. Seeing Wolverine with the 2024 and Ghost ETC. Right. No, and that's the thing. You're right. That was what I wanted to know. What do you guys think? If the, if the PlayStation Showcase walks out and is like, you're getting Final Fantasy 16, you're getting Spider-Man 2, you're getting The Last of Us Factions, maybe one other live service game, and that's it for 2023. That's all we got. But 2024, and they just, they just start nailing the... Every other month, something's coming out in 2024. PC port, live service game, first party title. Boom, 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 boom. They're going to sandbag and have us and have a. I wouldn't be surprised if 2024's cadence is the cadence going forward. This year is another. Okay, what's going on? Where's all the titles? This seems kind of slow. 
Oh, and Stellar Blade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stellar Blade. I keep forgetting about Stellar Blade. Jim Ryan's doing his job. Yeah, anybody who looks at this chart and thinks that, like, Jim Ryan's under threat of losing his job because of the ABK deal, I I don't think they understand. Sony's very happy with Jim Ryan right now. Like, any sales report you look at, what was the sales report we looked at just a couple weeks ago? It was like, everybody had a slow quarter except for PlayStation. Everybody's numbers went down as far as sales went. Software and hardware. And Sony was like, we're fine. Even Nintendo had a dip first quarter. Wasn't that the report? Third party is so strong this year that maybe Sony is slow playing first party. See, now you're on to what I'm saying, Eugene. I, I like Because Final Fantasy 16 might as well be first party, but it's not. It's not. Guys, we're 30 minutes into the show. Let's get this member goal going, and let's get some coffee sales going. Let's see what we got. Do we have any yet? Let's double check, and then we'll keep doing the talk show. Use that coffee uh, code as well if you're a member. Get in that Discord. Take advantage of the sale. Sony's Secret Sauce is their second party division. They have a whole slew of ex-dev and partner projects that could launch this year. I'm talking Stellar Blade, Helldivers 2, Pragmata, these new IPs. Right. Right. I mean, I... I didn't consider that. Listen, I think... (laughs) I think they got to the end of 2022 and they were like, we don't need to say anything. We had two good game launches this year. We had Horizon... Well, no, they had three, right? Horizon, GT7, and God of War. Am I missing one? Those were the three big first-party titles last year. We had three good first-party titles launch. We're kind of crushing it right now. We're getting a little distracted by ABK. Let's just not say anything. They bump the showcase. They bump all of their announcements to the summer of this year. Final Fantasy is not a timed exclusive. It's never coming to Xbox. Yeah, I have Final Fantasy 16 will 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 not be on Xbox. I don't think so. They've all but said the game was only possible because of all of the different things that the PlayStation 5 has hardware. Like it was literally made for Sony's hardware. That's why it's they've even said that's why it's not coming to the to PC. It's not coming to P oh I'm sorry. I, I said that too quickly. It's not coming to PC in six months. They can't even make assurances they can get it on PC in a six month port window. Why? It's going to take too long. Optimization matters, and they literally built the game specifically for PlayStation's hardware. There's no freaking way. That thing's never coming to Xbox. Because you know what Xbox is going to say? It's got to run on the Series S, and Final Fantasy 16 is going to go... <laughs> no. 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 It's the first thing you learn in sales. Don't oversell. Microsoft's slowly changing the landscape. Consoles will no longer be needed to access Microsoft's gaming software. Who needs a console when Game Pass on my TV, phone, tablet? Here's the thing, Stella. I think you're right. And that doesn't interest me. I know it interests some people. Right? I know it interests some people. They just want a game, bro. They just want a game on the go, baby. They don't care about graphics, a little bit of latency. They don't care about any of that. Bro, I didn't buy a Series X to be playing frickin' cloud games. I bought a Series X for next-gen performance. Same reason I bought a PlayStation 5. Same reason I'm hoping for a Nintendo Switch 2. Same reason I have a pretty strong PC rig. Like, 
my motivation in all of those those hemispheres is exactly the same. I don't give a flying frick about cloud gaming unless I'm playing some old game for fun on like my PlayStation. My son's been using that. He's playing an old PlayStation 3 game and having a blast. Alien Nation or something? Some top-down shooter. He and I switched to Horizon Forbidden West. The, the, the co-pilot is so fun. Oh my gosh. Turn the difficulty down and play Horizon Forbidden West with two people co-pilot. I'm telling you, it's so much fun. It's I'm moving and aiming and he's doing all of the shooting. So he knows how to pull the trigger to pull the arrow back and let go. Oh my gosh. My wife and I did that Friday night for members. If you're a member and you missed that stream, it was a riot. It was way more fun than I anticipated. Be sure to check that out. We might do that again some other time. That was just so much fun. This Friday night for members is community game night. We're going to be playing Jackbox. All you need is a phone or a tablet, laptop, or a PC to play. You don't have to install anything. You just need access to a browser. And we're going to be doing Jackbox this Friday night for members. And then Saturday night is the Star Wars watch party. So members, get involved. Don't miss out on all the fun stuff going on. How about all those free Xbox Gold games that no one's ever heard of? My daughter will periodically comb through the Game Pass games. She doesn't know what a lot of the games are, but like she played Hi-Fi Rush, and she'll periodically comb through the Game Pass games and look for a game to play. A lot of the games in there just aren't aren't in her aren't in her wheelhouse, right? True Witty with a two dollar tip. Lona, you spoiled Burning Shores for me yesterday. Listen, man, you can't come to a gaming talk show five days or four days after a DLC launches. And get twisted at me for a spoiler, bro. Come on. I didn't talk about it for multiple days after all of the crap hit. I didn't mention it. I didn't tweet about it. I didn't touch it, right? Four or five days later, come on, man. You you can't come to my show and be like, hey, bro, that thing came out five days ago and I can't believe you spoiled it. It's like, oh, come on, man. I'm doing the best I can, bro. Like. I do absolutely everything I can to avoid spoilers, but it's also a video game talk show about relevant gaming news. Like, you're taking a risk when you step in here, right? Stella with a $5 tip. It doesn't interest me either, but Microsoft's goal is to put their IPs in billions of hands. You can't do that selling consoles. Right, right. They. That's fine. The, uh, that. The, but that doesn't concern me, and it doesn't concern next-gen gaming it doesn't concern console ecosystems right it, it doesn't it like the situation here's the thing the situation with what microsoft's attempting to do i actually don't think that has that has anything to do with what sony 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 does sony will feel no pressure so right now what we're talking about is playstation in 2023 right are we going to be getting more games what's the playstation showcase going to have I don't think, if that's Microsoft's endgame, I don't think Sony is even worried about like, oh, we need to make sure and do that too. Now, I do think Sony wants to get into cloud, and I also think this handheld is a part of that. I think their gaming on the go can do very well in the Asian market. They do much better in the Asian market than Microsoft does, and gaming on the go is huge in places like Japan and Korea. 
that'll that'll be that could potentially be very huge for them but i don't think they're interested in competing with the whole mobile cloud gaming ecosystem i still think playstation's going to have a foothold in high-end console gaming next-gen gaming pushing the envelope of tech if rumors are to be believed about the ps5 pro it's going to accelerate ray tracing which will make playstation 5 the premier console to build your games for because listen developers love ray tracing because it's going to expedite development it, it, it allows them to do all this cool stuff with lighting and it's all automated it, it cuts it cuts work down by, by, by large portions of time you speak fast take a break baby this is what I do this is what I do welcome on in I don't need your game pass if you're selling my data I mean I don't know about all that you can't even compare game pass April games to PlayStation's April games PlayStation let game pass have those first few years to get the third party games out of their system Lono loses his cool with spicy wings and an extra spicy Xbox rant. Hot ones. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> PS5 Pro already. There were rumors about a PS5 Pro. Slickness. You got to remember, my friend. End of this year when Spider-Man 2 hits, we're three years into the PlayStation 5. Three. So if a PlayStation 5 Pro lands end of 2024, that's four years into the life cycle of the console. That's not scandalous or out of step you just see what i'm saying you don't think it's been out that long and that can't really be blamed on you because 2020 and 2021 are forever lost in the corners of time like we we don't we that that all felt like two months and 10 years it huh, huh? what happened it's like we woke up we're like oh it's 20 it's 2022 what happened what happened right PS4 Pro was four years in. Yeah, PS4 Pro was four years in. See, you can't be blamed for losing track of time. We all lost track of time globally. We were like, what the F? Like, it was the whole, that whole time was weird. It was like an accordion. It's like it smushed time together and then stretched it back out again. And we all feel like we've gone through a time traveling experiment. But yes, the PlayStation 5 will have been out four years probably when the PlayStation 5 Pro comes out because I believe they will announce the PlayStation 5 Pro next year in the summer because they don't want to announce it too early if they announce it too early it will hurt demand of the PlayStation 5 so they'll spend all of this year hitting insane saturation for PS5 they're going to lower the price of PS5 fourth quarter that's my prediction many other people are predicting the same thing that's not unique to me They'll lower the price of the PlayStation 5 in the fourth quarter because they're unifying the SKU. That's going to bring production costs down. They're going to hit an even higher saturation rate going into 2024. They'll be able to spend the first six months of that year just blowing the doors off PlayStation 5 saturation. Then they announce the PlayStation 5 Pro. Now that will cause a slowdown a little bit in PS5 saturation. But have no fear. That's another reason to lower the price of the PlayStation 5. So when the PlayStation 5 Pro comes out, they can lower the price of the 5, and then that'll just keep selling like hotcakes. My favorite game? My favorite game of all time, I believe, is Hellblade. Followed by games like Ghost of Tsushima, Returnal, both Ori games. Um, Will they announce a new PS5 SKU this year? Yes, I believe at the the PlayStation Showcase, they will have a a handful of hardware things to talk about. The unified PS5 SKU. They'll have the unified PS5 SKU. 
and then they'll talk about that that uh, external uh, disk drive, the detachable drive. They'll talk about that. They'll have some PSVR 2 announcements, probably games. And then I think the handheld might be real. I think the PlayStation handheld might actually be real, and they'll announce that. They'll have like a hardware section of the showcase. Toasted Notes with three months of members. Guys, we're 42 members in. 42 members in. 42 minutes in. This might be one of the longest times we've gone. Let's see those members. Let's get some gifted. You don't even need somebody to gift you a member, man. Hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. Jump in. Join in. You can be a part of the daily members debrief where we end the day and we get into like a little bit of an AMA kind of behind the scenes. You can also get into the Discord. The Returnal stream was awesome. That was fun. Did you like Heavenly Sword? I never played it. Good morning, Zathos. PS5 Slim. You're not going to get a PS5 Slim. They're unifying the skew to lower production costs, and then there'll be a detachable disk drive. You have almost 700 viewers here. Let's get 300 likes, guys. Keep smashing that like button. I'd say Summer Game Fest, they announced DualSense Edge last time. Yeah, yeah, they'll do that. I think they'll, they'll, they'll use their own showcase to announce, yes. I believe the PlayStation showcase is June 1st. That's my guess. Lona gonna be washing uh, her feet and be like, "Baby, you remember that PS5 Pro? <laughs> uh, what's a skew? SKU skew. It's basically the number. Like whenever something gets shipped to a company, and it's like, hey, here's this iPhone case. Internally, when they track the inventory, this has a skew, an SKU number that can identify it. And right now, there's two skews." There's the PlayStation 5 Digital, and then there's a PlayStation 5 Disk Drive. They're unifying the SKU. There will be one PlayStation 5 model. And if you want a disk drive, you can buy the external disk drive, right? So when you unify the SKU, they're only making one PlayStation 5, which will lower production costs, which will mean they can lower the price for the consumer. That's why I believe they'll announce the unified SKU at Summer Game Fest, and then they'll lower the actual price of the unit fourth quarter probably for like holidays or for spider-man i don't know stock keeping unit thank you sku stock keeping unit so when they unify the skew it's like imagine right now if microsoft is like we're no longer making the series s we're just going to make the series x well, that would lower production costs because they could unify all of their production lines. They could probably even strip strip some of the manufacturing like supply lines down and some of the uh, some of the workforce. They could trim that down, which means it's costing them less to make the units. Yo, Cujo with nine months coming in, brand new member. Th- I'm sorry, uh, renewal member renewal. Yeah, one production line instead of two. Exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a unique ID for an item. So if you know an item's skew, you can find it anywhere, right? Like if I know the skew number for that iPhone case that I have, I can search for it on Amazon. I can just go to Google and type it in, and I can find any any supplier who's shipping it or selling it. And I think that's something that people don't realize is coming, is when they do that for the PlayStation, PlayStation's dominance of console sales will rise even further because they'll be the first in the market to lower the price. Team Ninja made Heavenly Sword before Hellblade. 
Many thought Hellblade was supposed to be part two. Oh, I've heard that before. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never played it, Cowboy. Eugene says, for chat's clarity, Sony is redesigning the digital, removing the disc version from the market. All PS5s will be digital, and they will sell a detachable drive. That's right. I thought I made that clear. Maybe I was speaking too fast. They're, they're going to have one style of PlayStation 5 going forward, and if you want a disc drive, you'll buy that detachable drive to hook up to it. Ninja Theory made Heavenly Sword. Cowboy uh, Team Ninja made Ninja Gaiden. Wait. Ninja Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he said Team Ninja. He used the wrong uh, developer name. Yeah, that's right, Cowboy. Ninja Theory made Heavenly Sword and Hellblade. Team Ninja is Ninja Gaiden and Neo and Wolong. The SKU is per store. You cannot use the number from Amazon and search it on Target's website. I thought some SKUs were universal. I thought some SKUs were universal. Like, if you had the SKU, you could search for it anywhere. Not all SKUs, but I've, I have know I've done that before. I've gotten the SKU number, and I've searched Google, and I find all these different places that sell the item. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm having a total fever dream. I swear I've done that before. That's the barcode? Uh, no, 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 no. I know scanning the barcode when I'm in Target with the Amazon app. I know I've done that. But I swear to you, I swear to you that I have done that with a SKU before. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm remembering something else. Maybe I'm thinking of a model number. I don't know. SKU is the barcode? No. No, SKU and barcode are different. Yeah, SKU and barcode are completely different. Manufacturer has a different SKU number than the store. Oh, the manufacturer has their SKU. Retailers have their own too. Yeah, I think I've used the manufacturer SKU before to search for an item. I know I've done that before. I I swear to you, I've done that. I've gone to Google and typed it in and found something that I couldn't find. ISBN is the number for a book that you can use to find books anywhere. SKU numbers are unique to individual retailers. Yeah, but there's also manufacturer SKUs. You're you're creating a a false... That's not a false dichotomy. You can have an uh, you can have a skew from Sony, and then Target could have their own skew for it in their inventory system. They're, those both those things can exist. I I don't care what Google says. I know for a fact you can go to a manufacturer and they have their own skew for the item, and you can search for it. I know that's I know you can do that. I've done it. Just because Target has their own internal SKU doesn't mean that the PlayStation doesn't have its own internal SKU that they use. Yeah, it's an inventory tracking number for the store. But the retailer has its own. It's called the UPC. Then why would they be saying that PlayStation's unifying the SKU? I don't understand. Why would they use that reference if that's not how Sony views it? I work in food manufacturing, and Lono is correct. Jim Ryan talked about the deal with Rockstar in 2019 Showcase. I think we'll see GTA 6 open the showcase to shock the world. Good timing with the ABK likely going through. So you think... We've been calling excuse forever for these model changes? Yeah. What do you guys think of what Shelly's saying? Do you think we see GTA 6 at, at, uh, at PlayStation Showcase? GTA 6 Xbox exclusive? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. What? what do you, why would GTA 6 be an Xbox exclusive? 
if you search a specific SKU in my company, you'll find the product, and when I sell it, I include my own. Read the picture? Yeah, I read the picture. Whereas UPC barcodes are used universally and remain constant. That doesn't negate what I'm saying. Manufacturers have their own internal SKUs. GTA 6 is maybe next year. Yeah, creature right here saying, I'm adding our coffee to Walmart and Amazon. I had to assign them SKU numbers. Now they will no doubt have their own, but they did ask for ours. That's what I'm that's all I'm saying. I'm fairly certain I've used a SKU number before to find an item that wasn't at one location and it was at another. I hear the next Mortal Kombat uh Matt will be shown off at the next state of play. Could be a rumor. GTA 6 VR would be nutty. Final Fantasy 16 can stay on PlayStation if GTA 6 comes to Xbox. What are we trading here? What is this? Is a hostage exchange? You have no negotiating power with GTA 6. Like, Microsoft has... Listen to me. Listen to me. Microsoft has no negotiating power right now. They don't. Look at the, look at the separation here. Do you honestly think... Apart from brute force acquisition, Microsoft has no buying power in the discussion. Sure, they can just buy Activision Blizzard. Without buying Activision Blizzard, Microsoft's not getting anybody to come to the table for an exclusivity deal. Well, why would anybody do that? Hey, that amazing next-gen game you're making, you want to put it on our system? The system with less memory, the system that struggles to hit 60 FPS, the system that's constantly putting games at 900p, 1080p, really? You want us to build our next-gen game for you? Your system that has a fraction of the console saturation of the PS5? No. You, they have no leverage. What, what, why do you think Microsoft's trying to buy ABK? Why? I love all these guys that flex ABK. There was some intellectual genius who watched my content where I said that the the next-gen console war is over and it seems like Microsoft didn't even try. Because in the context of that discussion, I was talking about next-gen game offerings and he's like, they're spending $70 billion. How is that not trying? Listen, I know it's difficult when you're grinding an axe and you, you watch a video that clearly is above your pay grade and it's hard to keep up with me because I talk fast, but I wasn't talking about that. Them trying by spending $70 billion is because they have no leverage in the market right now. It's literally them admitting, conceding, capitulating to, we're not competing. We are not competing. We have no leverage in the market. We need to be able to spend $70 billion to have a chance. So, yes, they're not trying. They're not innovating. They're not cranking out really amazing first-party offerings. They're not investing in their studios. They're trying to buy their way into the market. Why? Because nobody would talk to them. Activision's on record as being like, yeah, no, we avoid Game Pass. It's cannibalistic to sales. The very company they're trying to buy is basically like, yeah, we avoided deals with them. (laughs) Listen to that. 
GTA 6 could be an Xbox exclusive. In what freaking universe could Microsoft offer them enough money to limit the footprint of GTA 6 to the smaller ecosystem, to the smaller console? GTA 6 will be just fine if it just lands on Steam and PlayStation 5. It won't need anything else. It'll be totally fine. It doesn't need your piddly little green line. What? Oh, oh, oh no, we're going to miss out on the market loser. Oh no, we don't have to optimize our game for the Series S. Boo-hoo. This clip will be making the round on Twitter. Brace yourself. <laughs> Come at me all you want. Keep reacting to my content. I'll take the clicks. Thunderstruck with a $5 super chat. Cortex made a video about PS5 data transfer tech. He nailed the fact that this meant some games, even from third party, won't run on the Xbox series. Yeah, nobody's paying any attention to that. Nobody's paying any attention to that. Like, PlayStation made decisions early on that would make their architecture very conducive to development. They listened to what developers wanted. And Microsoft had a completely different strategy. This is why in my show opening monologue about PlayStation in 2023, I said, listen, PlayStation could literally look at this chart, look at projections for the rest of 2023 and be like, we don't need to push out anything other than Spider-Man and maybe one or two live service games. We're we're fine, bro. We're totally fine. These people are going to buy PlayStation 5s. For the first time ever, they're going to be able to buy a God of War Ragnarok or a Horizon Forbidden West or a Final Fantasy 16. We don't need to launch any more games. This giant surge in sales, all these people are going to have plenty of games to buy and play. We can shovel all this to 2024. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that. I happen to think that they're going to have plans to do surprise drops, quick release dates at the playstation showcase i actually think there's going to be some potential like hey this is coming out in a month this is coming out in two months maybe they'll do a couple shadow drops i don't know you can only do one or two shadow drops before they'll cannibalize each other right they can't be like and you can play it today like they can only do that a couple of times before it's gonna hurt it's gonna they'll 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 hurt each other right you do that with three or four titles and that's not going to go very well Everybody's going to go download them and install them, and no, no, one will rise to the surface. Nothing else will get played. Dan with a $5 super chat tip. What would it take for Microsoft to turn this bus around and gain leverage? Follow up. Do you think they have a longer term plan? Yo, Valiant coming in with 18 months of membership, plenty of member renewals and super chats, and this number's looking lonely over here. Dan, I think that their long term plan is something that we talked about yesterday. So I did a stream yesterday about Microsoft being unhappy. Everybody comes in and is like, this was debunked! This was debunked! No, it wasn't. (laughs) One simple thing was debunked. Hi-Fi Rush didn't flop. Anybody who thought it flopped was just quickly trying to run a narrative because they hate Xbox. Nobody in their right mind would try to claim that Hi-Fi Rush flopped. The conversation yesterday was far bigger than that. It was... If a game fails to hit revenue targets after going that viral and having that much eyes on it and having that much attention capital within the market, well, then you have to ask some pretty big questions about what's the future of Xbox Game Pass because Phil Spencer told everybody in 2018, Forza sold more copies after it hit Game Pass. So like being on Game Pass increased sales. 
I, th- that's not happening. Everybody, everybody keeps saying that like, oh, that's not what Phil Spencer meant. What Phil Spencer was talking about is like Game Pass people spend more money. No, Phil Spencer specifically cited Forza, an exclusive title, and said it had an increase of sales because of Game Pass. That's not third party. That's not the game selling well everywhere else. That's on their box. And he said it, and in five years, that doesn't seem to be what's happening. And what I said yesterday in that stream, Dan, Microsoft's long-term plans for Xbox could quite literally be consoles are not that important to us, right? Consoles are not that important to us. What's important to us is growing the ecosystem. I read through Jez Corden's article. You guys need to read his article. It's, it's title is something like, with Microsoft split attention, the console experience is suffering. It's something like that. He talked about how they're, they're taking Silicon and they're putting it towards the cloud and they're not, they're not increasing production of the Series X. Did you hear what I just said? Microsoft is devoting resources, money, and production to the cloud instead of the Series X. Gee, I wonder why this is happening. I I wonder why the spread is widening between Xbox distribution and PlayStation 5 distribution. It's a real head-scratcher. Jez is just mad? He should be mad! What do you mean? The man writes for Windows Central. And he's been in their corner all this time. I said yesterday, if you've been cheering for the Activision Blizzard deal and you're an Xbox console owner, I hope you realize you're on the side of the train tracks going, Woo! Yeah! Go Microsoft! Where are you going? Why is the train leaving? I don't understand. And they're like, we bought ABK! Ha ha ha! And then they're going to leave. They're not worried about next-gen console games. They're not worried about next-gen console distribution. They're worried about growing their ecosystem. And, and and you're just cheering it on. Confetti in the air. Yay! Xbox Series X just doesn't matter. <laughs> Y'all are going to turn around six months. The people that got up my nose, the people that cheered for that deal, the, you're going to come back to me and say, oh my gosh, you, 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 you were right. You tried to tell us. You tried to tell us that buying market power wasn't a way to compete. It wasn't a way to innovation. It wasn't a way to better titles since most of the titles were already headed to the market anyway. As an Xbox owner, I'm not mad at all. I am. I look at my Series X and I say, what next-gen games am I going to play this year from Xbox? We don't know about Starfield. We know about Redfall. That's why this stream, I was like, hey, PlayStation, why are you being so quiet? Hey, Sony, when are you going to talk to us? PlayStation Phase 2. With PlayStation 5, Phase 2. Where is it? And they're like, (laughs) we don't have to say anything, bro. You know, we don't have to say anything. This, this, This ball game is right in itself. Where... No wonder I'm not hearing anything. No wonder for the rest of this year, I can install Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man. That's it. That's the next-gen games that I can look forward to from Sony. That's it. That's what I get. Now, imagine something with me here. 
all these people that have said you're only saying that to pe- to appear balanced, right? You're only saying that to appear balanced because I've said the market is better if Xbox is healthy. Like if this green line was like up here and really close and tracking with blue, obviously t- trailing it, but still if it was up here, that would be amazing. That'd be better for me as a Series X owner. Why? Because developers would look at that and say, oh wow, Microsoft's got pretty good saturation. Microsoft's got pretty good saturation. Let's go. Let's, 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 let's put some games over there. But when I look at this and I look at Microsoft focused on ABK and I look at Microsoft spending money on cloud instead of Series X distribution and production, do you know what I say? My Series X is a dadgum paperweight. I might as well just have a PC. I might as well just have a PC. I don't need my Series X. Scott Woodford with a $5 Super Chat tip. I played Fable early build last week. It's going to be a banger. <laughs> you So you came here to lie and break NDA? That's cool. I need that. I need to be able to pull up that gif of Will, of Will, <laughs> Will Ferrell. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. You spent $5 to lie about Fable or break NDA, whichever. Came to a stream about PlayStation in 2023, PlayStation Phase 2, to say that you played an early build of Fable. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Early Fable playtesters always come to PlayStation streams. That's that's something that they do. We believe in Scott. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's touched the game. And if he did, he just broke NDA with his full name in my chat. You spent 500 to seem balanced? You think that I bought a Series X to seem balanced. So two years ago, when I primarily had a following of people that were Xbox fans and didn't like PlayStation... You think that two and a half years ago, when I bought a Series X as a YouTuber, I was trying to appear balanced because I thought, you know what's going to happen? In two and a half years, I'm going to be dissatisfied with Xbox, try to be critical, and have to put up with two brain-celled morons who bleed green and accuse me of heavily being biased. That's what I did. I saw the future. I saw a future of X-Bots coming into my chat and getting triggered like little children who don't get birthday cake on time, yelling at me that, oh, you just did that to seem balanced. I bought the Series X before I bought a PlayStation because I was an Xbox guy. That's what I did. It was harder to get a PlayStation 5. I got a Series X because I'm a I'm an Xbox guy. I couldn't even cover Sony stuff back then. When I bought the Series X, if I tried to cover Sony, the, the videos did terribly. But apparently I'm Doctor Strange and I was like, there's one future where I can be balanced and I better I better buy better buy this series x because it's gonna be bad get out of here that's the thing you and all the people like you 
that want to cast me as some Sony pony, that want to cast me as some person that's trying to appear balanced, you don't know who you're talking to. His channel's blowing up because of Sony. Walk all the way down the road and sit on the curb because you're trash. That's where you need to go. That's not my history at all. That's what you think because you live terminally on Twitter and and you see a couple of my clips blow up on Twitter and you think, well, that's how he built his whole career. I started streaming a variety game show over here with 5,000 subscribers. We're nearing 30,000 subscribers. And most of the time, most of those months, I, I couldn't cover Sony to great numbers. I couldn't. But you know what happened last year? Sony won. And that's not my fault. I didn't choose for that to happen. I didn't choose for that to happen. Sony won last year. Do you want to know why that helped me? Because I was covering everything. Covered Horizon Forbidden West to good numbers. Covered Elden Ring to really good numbers. Elden Ring had nothing to do with the console war. I probably grew most of my channel with New World and Elden Ring. Those were some of my biggest surges of growth. And then all of my God of War coverage leading up to God of War did very well for me. Sony won! And that's not my fault. I just went where the games went. Go back and look at my Halo Infinite coverage. I covered Halo Infinite for a month. I was looking forward to it. I watched every video. I was excited. I said it could usher in the return of the arena. Where's Halo now? Where's Halo Infinite now? It's not my fault that Sony won. I I gave Halo Infinite a month. Every Friday night, I played Halo Infinite with the community. See, you want to run a false narrative on me, you're not familiar with who I am. I'm the king of destroying false narratives. It's why I'm still here. You can't win a war with lies when I've got a three-year history of truth behind me. Look at my entire channel. Look at all the things I've covered. I went where the games were, baby. That's all I did. That's all I did. And last year, was there ever a reason for me to go to Xbox? Was there ever a year in 2022 for me to devote coverage to Xbox? What Xbox game should I have been playing and covering? What? So take your your accusations about, you just did that to appear balanced, and literally shove it in your ear, and then pull it back out again so maybe you can hear better. People on Twitter and you coming in here I wish I could take your badge and give it to somebody else you got a gifted badge in my community from somebody's generosity and you're in here being some kind of a liar now if that doesn't get me some gifted members and some coffee orders I don't know what does come on chat come on chat help me out Xbox only folks are delusional and apologetic. They defend the Xbox brand even though Phil is empty promises and zero new AAA IPs. Xbox fans are zealots. I don't think Xbox fans are zealots. I think there are people who go full. They go full. It's like, bro, 
Bro, I have every console. I got the Xbox first. Like, I literally have just gone where the games are. What would, like, what, what was I supposed to do last year? Well, it'd sit around? Ooh, wait until... No, I played games and covered games. That's what I did last year. Yo, a gifted member from Hex, a gifted member from Raptor, and five gifted members from Dan. Let's get this going. A gifted member train blowing the doors off. Let's get this going. Your wife better check your blood pressure. My blood pressure is fine. My blood pressure is fine. L- listen, if there's one thing I do not abide, it's liars. They're scum, bro. I spit them from my mouth. Don't come in here and spread lies. Don't come in here and form some false narrative about me. That is one of the quickest way to get Lucille right across your skull. I don't, I don't abide that. That's not what we do here. I don't even let people do that to Phil Spencer. When the whole Redfall thing happened, it got the PS5 version got removed or whatever. I didn't even let people run false narratives on Phil. Oh, Phil lied, Phil lied, Phil lied. I called a guy out on Twitter for ripping Phil out of context, and the guy unfollowed me. Some big PlayStation fan. <laughs> he didn't like being called out for be- lying. He was lying. I was like, you ripped Phil out of context. Yo, five gifted members from Ryan, one from Skiffy. Let's go. That's 13. 13 gifted members on the day. McShawn Williams. What's up, Reforge? Right now, I feel like Sony doesn't care about their core audience. We should have been had a showcase, and all they've cared about is ABK deal, which needs to be over and done with already. McShawn, I'm telling you right now, first and foremost, thank you for the super chat. That's very generous. Secondly, secondly, I do think there is a portion of the PlayStation audience. It's like, yo, what the frick's going on? What? Where? What, are you guys going to talk? Are you guys going to do anything? Jim Ryan, quit talking about the CMA. Talk to us about video games. I I think people hit that point. I do. I think a lot of the Sony fans, I saw a lot of people responding to my thumbnail this morning. I throw the thumbnail out on Twitter, and I'm like, see you guys soon. And a lot of people responding is like, dude, I, I they've just been so quiet lately. It's annoying. I said the same thing about God of War Ragnarok. I was like, just say something. Just say something. Tell us what's happening. Xbox fans don't need new IP to buy the next console. All their friends they play with and all the games they own are on Xbox. They basically have to keep moving to each new Xbox. It's the ecosystem. Well, I mean, you basically just described why so so many of them sound like Stockholm Syndrome nutties. Like, what the frick? Of course, that's why they all sound like that. That's why when I rocked back and forth and I acted crazy defending 30 FPS, ooh, did they get triggered. Why? Because that's what they sound like. You sound nuts, bro. The rest of us can just... I, I, I can literally just go where video games are. Do, 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 do you want to know what I'm going to do when Zelda comes out? Do, do you know what I'm going to do? It's going it's to blow your mind. I'm going to play it because I have a Nintendo Switch. Do, do, do you want to know what's going to happen if a really cool game comes out for PC? I'm going to play it. Why? Because I have a, I have a couple of gaming rigs. Like, they don't get to do that. These people that bought in so full, so hook, line, and sinker, they're all the way in, right? They're Jim Carrey inside the rhino trying to come out the rear end of the animal. It's like they're just stuck in there. It's like, brother, come out and breathe the fresh air. Breathe the clean air once again. Too long you've lived in the shadows. Come play some games, bro.
I don't like hearing nothing. If you have nothing to say, then say my bad, nothing to say. Yeah, I, I remember Creature got really mad on the runway to God of War Ragnarok. He was like, dude, I'm, he, he felt disrespected. He was like, just say something. Just say something. On top of Final Fantasy 16 being promoted heavily, soon is starting Spider-Man 2 and Summer Games Fest is coming, so chill. Here's the thing, though, Zenin Gamer. I'm zoomed out on 2023, my friend, and I'm being fair here. I don't think, I, I don't accept that cadence. Do you? Every year I've got my PlayStation 5, what do I have to look forward to? A DLC, a really strong third-party game like Final Fantasy 16, and Spider-Man? Is that it? Recap, little bro. I actually do not mind that. Y'all, y'all can call me little bro. The rest of you can't, okay? Y'all can call me little bro. <laughs> Let the hearer understand. The rest of you can't, okay? So the recap was basically, PlayStation in 2023, I believe, could go one of two ways. They could either be the urgency feel of like, hey, Xbox is kind of on a downward trend here. We could really bring the heat and the PlayStation Showcase could be a ton of announcements and a bunch of surprised games. So, Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man will be alongside of a litany of other games coming out the second half of 2023. There is another way that this could go. The other way that this could go is they don't sense any urgency, right? They don't sense any urgency because there's this giant spread forming in the console saturation. And they're like, look, man, look, we don't need to launch a bunch of games this year. All these people are finally going to get the PlayStation 5 console, and they're going to have so many games to play. They can play God of War, Horizon, Demon Souls, Ratchet & Clank, Returnal. They could play the d- director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima or Death Stranding. And then this year, they could add to Horizon Forbidden West with the DLC, especially if they pick up Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation Plus. Then they could play Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2. So there's two ways that 2023 could go. PlayStation in 2023 could go one of two ways of what we know right now is all we're getting. And they're going to sandbag everything else for 2024. The other way it could go is PlayStation Showcase is just going to drop bombs on your head. It's just going to be announcement after announcement, release date after release date. 2023 just all of a sudden fills up like a balloon. Ghost of Tsushima. We don't know anything about Ghost of Tsushima. I said Death Stranding and Tsushima Director's Cut, didn't I? I thought I said both of those. So that that was that's the show summary. I opened up the show summary. I said PlayStation in 2023. Yo, where's Phase Two, bro? Where's Phase Two? I want one more like to drop. Other oh oh oh, one more to drop. Other than Spider Man, one more game to drop. I have a crazy statement. What if it doesn't happen? No showcase. I would say that's a very unlikely outcome. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee 10 minutes ago. A bag of Frickmas. Thank you so much, Aaron. And five gifted members from Stone, Spire, Hall. Guys, get involved. If you get a gifted membership, man, pay it forward. You can hit the dollar sign and gift one member. You don't have to gift a batch. You can gift one member to another person. 
Every 25, I gift five back as a thank you. Members can get in the Discord, and you can be part of our daily debrief at the end of the day. It's kind of a behind-the-scenes look at everything going on, and a more, you know, a more, a very different style of conversation with me. A $2 tip from Atrocity. Sony purchases Ubisoft for X-Defiant COD competitor. My producer thinks that's what they wanted. That's what they're going to do. He thinks that Ubisoft is looking to Sony for a similar deal that Bungie got because basically Ubisoft walked out and said, we're happy to be purchased, but we would like to remain independent. That's essentially what they said, which is basically the deal that Bungie got. Right? Thank you again for those five gifted members. Stone Spire, so generous. It went to Perns Beats, Team Ambush, uh, Bamba Labana, Banana, I'm sorry. G, Stensrud, Joel, B-Logs. You guys all got gifted members. Welcome on in. I I actually don't know if Sony wants UB. If the Cowboy doesn't get a gifted membership next, we riot. Yeah, man, we got to get gifteds on guys like Cowboy so we can show up to some of those member streams. Especially Friday nights, you know? Hanging out with my wife, playing games. It's so much fun. We had a, we had so much fun with Horizon this last Friday. Ubisoft is a publisher too. How can it be the same as Bungie? Well, they're not the same as Bungie, but I'm saying they could have that same agreement of we want to remain multi-platform. Like Ubisoft could basically tell Sony, listen, we want to be like Bungie. We do not want to come under your umbrella and be a Sony first-party developer. That's not what we're interested in. Because if X Defiant is going to be successful, it needs to be everywhere. You couldn't turn games like X Defiant into first-party exclusives. That doesn't work. That wouldn't work for the Division Heartland. That wouldn't work for uh, an Assassin's Creed live service game. Hey, Cowboy says, I'll take care of my own membership. Sorcerer gifts one to Outcast Marty, putting us on the doorstep of the daily goal of 25... If you guys blow past 25, we roll over and then the next milestone's 50. I still give 5 every 25. I wish Gorilla would just jump to something new instead of another Horizon. I understand it's a moneymaker, but too much of a franchise is a real thing. I don't agree with that if they're spaced out by 3 or 4 years. Yeah, I don't agree with you. I think a nice solid trilogy is a great idea. It re- I think it is. 3 Spider-Mans three well we didn't get three god of wars they did two but they're going to do more god of wars so that's kind of a double that was kind of a double but like three horizons three last of us three spider-mans do it do it why, why would you not do it recap i just said a recap homie it, basically i said that playstation in 2023 could go one of two ways they're either going to have urgency they're trying going to do a bunch of surprise announcements and add more games to the second half of this year like add more release dates or they're not going to. They're going to take a more slow path and only give us Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2 because those are the only two games. Oh, I'm, I keep forgetting Stellar Blade. Stellar Blade as well. Yeah, 10 years for a trilogy would be perfect. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Look at Gorilla with its Horizon game. They don't care if they launch it side-by-side other big AAA games like Legend of Zelda and Elden Ring. Talk about having balls. Something stubby with 10 months of membership. Welcome back in. There's already seven God of Wars. Yeah, but the, the, the Norse almost was a trilogy. The Norse mythology 2018 in Ragnarok was almost a trilogy. I still think we're going to get like a $40 side game with Atreus. 
I think they built too many mechanics for him to not do that. Armored Core 6, that's not a PlayStation game, though. That's a From Software game. You're saying they'll either have things to show or they won't? No, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not doing, like, the easiest prediction in the world 50-50, like, they either show stuff or they don't. No, 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 no. I think the showcase is either going to confirm just, you know, Final Fantasy VI and Spider-Man 2 for the rest of 2023, and then all the rest of their announcements and showcases will be for 2024. They're either doing that, or it's going to be surprise announcements for 2023 with respect to release dates. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I have zero doubts. I think the Sony showcase is going to be massive. I think it's going to be insane. We're going to lose track of the announcements. The question is, is it going to be like an 80-20 split? 80% of the announcements are for 2024. And it, it like, and 2023 is already set. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I feel like 2023 is largely already set. Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy, 16, Final Fantasy 16, Stellar Blade, and then what? Last of Us Factions, probably. And that's it. Six more members. Yeah, six more members for this goal. Guys, don't forget about the VIP command. We are at 180. We're 20 away. Can't wait to see all the new IP from Corey, Blue Point, Neil, Ben Studio. That'd be fine, says Shelly. Yeah. Even, like, a lot of the announcements could quite literally be that. Just showing us new things that are out on the horizon. That's exactly right. There'll be PSVR 2 games. There will be. I, look, people are trying to hate on the PSVR 2. I keep your eye on that thing. I keep your eye on that thing. Eurogamer uh, is keeping track of all games in production for the PSVR 2. It's like 93. Some of them are just confirmed. Some of those are in early stages. But there's a lot of there is a lot of VR devs making sure their games work on PSVR 2. A couple of them actually shifted their development to PSVR 2 away from other VR headsets. Sony can afford to hold back announcements. There's no pressure. That's exactly the point, Brett. That's why I said on the thumbnail, where's phase two? Y'all are being so quiet. What's going on? Where's all the announcements? And they're like, we don't have to say anything. (laughs) Why would we bother talking right now? Imagine if TLU multiplayer is free to play. I think it has to be free to play. I don't think games like that work if you charge money. I don't think so. If you have a multiplayer live service game, I think you have to give it away for free. I do. I know people probably don't like that. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I'm saying I think that's the reality. Days Gone 2. I think Bend Studio just secured a contract for Days Gone 2, but that's not what they're working on right now. They're working on a... I can tell you. Uh, hang on. I gotta scroll up in my show notes. Sony Bend is working on a new IP that includes multiplayer and it builds upon the open world systems of Days Gone. But they are not... They are not worth... Days Gone 2, if it's going to happen, then they just inked that contract this week because they said they were going to be, you know, doing something on Monday with Sony at Sony Studios, at PlayStation Studios. 
Most of Sony's 24 studios are working on two or more projects. I could see them having a showcase in early June and another towards September or November. Yeah, I think the Sony PlayStation Showcase 2023 happens June 1st. That's what I think. That's been my prediction for a while is that first Thursday in June, they get seven days of nothing but Sony marketing because everybody else is going to stay quiet. Yo, Dan's atastic. Always so generous every month. He blasts us past the goal so we can set our sights on the next one. 29 members already. That is so generous, Dan's atastic. Thunderstruck with a $2 super chat tip. Bro, Silent Hill 2 remake at the showcase. Ooh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Don't curse it. Don't curse it. I love to see names I recognize get gifted members like Mont Dog. Good to see you guys all get gifted members. If you just got a gifted member like Jay Vindictive, be sure to get into the Discord and take advantage of the big coffee sale. A buy two, get one free just for members, but you have to get that code in the Discord. And if you're in the Discord, you won't miss out on announcements. Right? All y'all coming in that are like, I missed the stream. I didn't know there was this, or I didn't know that was that. I didn't know you were doing that. Man, if you're in the Discord, you'll never say that. Done for me. Jason the King wants a membership. If you got a membership gifted to you and you can afford a membership, you can gift one and just pay it forward. Just pay somebody else's kindness forward. When are they going to show the cast for God of War live action? Oh, I don't even know, brother. They don't, they've not even done the casting for that yet. If they've done the casting for it, I would imagine it would get leaked pretty quickly. Um, Shelly, you can undo rec- declining gifted membership. Click the join button, and then there's three dots at the top corner. You can go and toggle your gifted setting on this channel. Right now, it's toggled to off. You should be able to toggle it to on. I'm not jumping into VR until I can get close to walking into the holodeck on the Enterprise. I love my PSVR too. I wish I had more time to play it. I really did. I don't have a lot of time to game. Like, I was, you know, I was playing Horizon with my wife on Friday and my son on Saturday, and I haven't been able to go back since. I'm just too busy. I mean, I barely had time to get the, today's monologue written because, like, you know, I ended my call with Creature. I write the monologue as much as I can. Then I go to baseball with my son, come back home, read to the kids, put them to bed, come in here. I had to record a video for today, print coffee orders, go sit on the couch, read a chapter in a book, and then go to bed. Like, I just don't have time to game. I would love to play my PSVR 2 way more. and But I can't play that before bed because it always makes me feel a little funny. I, I've I've grown in my endurance. Like it doesn't bother me, but you just feel a little bit funny afterwards. It takes you know a little bit of time to, to kind of come down from it. The shape says, "I think this year is Sony's down year, and then things will ramp up similar to the PS4 era for the second half of the cycle." I said that in my opening monologue. I said, "Listen, if all we get this year are two not so great PC ports." One did fine, but not as good as I had hoped. Returnal did not do nearly as good as I had hoped. Some of it's not the game's fault because Epic Online Services was needed for co-op. Everybody freaked out and thought that Epic Game Studio Store got ghost installed. And then The Last of Us Part 1 port is embarrassing, like a total disaster. We've got that. And then we have Horizon DLC, Final Fantasy, and Spider-Man. I don't think that's the cadence that I want going forward. I hope that's not all we have. And I hope that's not the pattern going forward. I wouldn't call that weak, but I wouldn't call it strong either. Do you you understand what I'm saying? 
If Spider-Man 2 and Final Fantasy 16 and PSVR 2 is a down year with Stellar Blade and some little games, we are spoilt. But I don't know if we're spoiled, Shelly. Look how slow it's been. 2020, slow. 2022, not bad. 2023, similar cadence. Hey, come on. When's, when's, when are we going to be getting like a game every month? When are we going to get in a game every other month? Like, come on. Like, I'm not saying it's weak. I'm just saying that's not exactly a strong cadence that I was hoping for this generation. It seems like we're still, it seems like we're still picking up speed. Does that make sense? It's not a complaint. I'm just facing it honestly. Like, think about it like this. Microsoft had a really bad 2022. If this year they had a DLC for Halo and and a big third-party release and then one single, if they had like Starfield and then just some third-party game, we'd be giving them grief. We'd be like, are you serious? After all this time, this is all you got? I, I, you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to be fair here. It's like, uh, I, don't, I don't think this is the cadence that I want to see. I wouldn't accept it from Xbox. I'm certainly not going to accept it from Sony. I want to see a better cadence. I want to see a game every two to three months. I want to see a first party game every two to three months. I think that's fair. You have plenty of studios to hit that cadence. If that cadence starts next year, that's fine. But I think a, a game every three months is a fair cadence. Two games a year is not no. It's two games a year when halfway, when four years in, we're looking at a PS5 Pro. Bro, take a walk. What That means eight titles before PS5 Pro. Two big AAA titles a year is not a cadence that I want, especially when we got virtually nothing during the launch year. Well, not virtually nothing. We got Returnal and Ratchet and Clank. Again, two AAAs, true, two first parties a year. That's not enough. Billy with a $2 tip. How do you get your hair like that? What products? I forget what my wife got me. It's got a guy with hair like mine. It's a pompadour and a skull. I forget the name of it. It's some kind of a um, styling pomade or whatever, but it leaves my hair soft. Like my hair is not like crunchy. You know what I'm saying? You don't let someone get up off the ground and go pick up $70 billion and st- uh, a $70, $70 billion stick to hit you with. Yeah, that's Creature's big thing. He's like, now's the time to push. Push as hard as you can. They should go for one big AAA game per quarter. That would be ideal. I think I'd, I'd be okay with that. Fix your lid. I forget it. She she got it from Target. Mid hair putty. That's the name of the product you use. It's called Fix Your Lid. Is that really it? Yep, Fix Your Lid. Yep. Good man. I just realized I've not read a single chat message from Kick today. I'm so sorry, Kick. I got nine people watching over here. Paul says, part of the problem is everyone using Twitter are part of the uh, uh, echo chamber. Uh, makes everyone feel divided when really we all want good games. Sorry, Kick. I'm apolo- I, I apologize. I had the stupid uh, sales chart pulled up and forgot all about you guys. Yeah, it's called Fix Your Lid. Do they sponsor streamers? Because, I mean... 
That's my addition tape. <laughs> That's my addition tape for Fix Your Lid to sponsor me. <clears throat> 10 AAA a year, 50 indie games. That's enough for me. 50 indie games. Jeepers. 10 a year? I would be good with four game, four, four AAA games a year. Four. Yeah, I, I think one, one a quarter is totally fine. Four AAA first parties a year. I think that's fine. That's that's good. That's a good cadence. That means by the time the PS5 Pro comes out, if they hit that, excuse me, if they were able to hit that cadence regularly, that's like, what, 16? Before the PS5 Pro comes out? That's not bad at all. 16 titles? That's that's good lineup. Look, it didn't submit it. <laughs> are they on Twitter? That'd be funny if they are. I, I don't I don't even know. What the heck? They are. They are. They have 24 followers. Fix your lid is the next generation of men's grooming products with FYL. Your hair will always be ready for the next adventure. I think I use the green. I use their forming cream. It's not pomade. It's a forming cream. I have no way of contacting them. They haven't tweeted since May 16th of 2021. Maybe they're on other platforms. Eugene says, look at the difference in expectations and standards between the two bases. Xbox, Hi-Fi Rush, Redfall, Starfield, Forza, this is the year. Sony, Burning Shores, Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man, that's kind of weak. Well, but to be fair though, Eugene... You, Xbox has a lot of stuff that hasn't hit yet, right? Or And you're leaving out Minecraft Legends. Minecraft Legends didn't do that well. We got to be fair here. Xbox showcase 12 months. If you look at that image, right? I don't know, man. That that image is... Uh, we're leaving out a lot. That's not what I wanted to do. I want to open image in a new tab. Like we can't leave out the other stuff that they're there th- that they were hoping to have out the door. I mean, Forza Motorsport, Flintlock, replaced Cocoon, the glass case of Benedict Fox. Like obviously none of these are AAA, so maybe we should only include AAA's. Minecraft is multi-plat. Oh, yeah, but it's a Game Pass game. It's a first-party game coming to Game Pass. Okay, so forget Minecraft Legends, Redfall. Starfield, Forza Motorsport, Flintlock, and yeah, let's just let's just name those four. That's pretty good. That's what we just say. That's what we just said. Four AAA first party titles a year. Flintlock might not be AAA. Flint Flintlock might not be AAA. Okay. So so I don't know. If they if they're able to get if they're able to get four big AAA's a year. You know, you got to understand something. Burning Shores is a DLC and Final Fantasy 16 is not first party. So I'm saying first party AAA games from Sony. uh, We're light right now. Yeah, Benedict drops this week. What was the other game I wanted to play this week that comes out? Um, Jedi Survivor. Yeah, we'll be playing that. Well, we only include AAA. I'm not only including AAA, Zubair. What I'm saying is, 
my expectation when I look at PlayStation, I want a better cadence of first party AAA. Be be honest. Spider-Man is the only first party AAA game that Sony's getting this year. Final Fantasy 16 is basically a first party title, so we'll give it to them. That's two. Oh, is Flintlock on PlayStation? Okay, they're indie. Okay, my mistake. I thought Flintlock... I thought Flintlock was a timed exclusive or something with Microsoft. I'm looking at PlayStation. I'm holding them to the standard I've been holding Xbox to. And we're getting Spider-Man 2. And we're getting Final Fantasy 16. You need to put those red flames and he could be your twin. Oh, the red frames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks like me. We ignore MLB and Horizon VR. Well, MLB didn't come out this year. MLB was was not this year. Horizon VR. Okay, Horizon VR was, was, was fine. I don't think it got great reviews. It wasn't that great. It was beautiful. Horizon Call of the Mountain is also a first-party game this year. Yeah, to what? To a base of a couple hundred thousand people? Come on. I'm not trying to drive the narrative that Sony's having a weak year. I'm saying, look, man, I don't want this to be the cadence going forward. This isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Two... Two, maybe three AAA first parties. One of those is is a is a VR title. Ah, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know if Witchfire has a, a release date. Remnant Two, I don't know either. Witchfire looks amazing. I, that's I, that's going to be so fun. MLB's now third party. Forspoken, Forspoken was third party. I'm talking first party, man. That's why I'm saying PlayStation in 2023 could go two ways. Like, I don't think people realize that, like, w- listen, some of the Xbox guys are right. We've been running the sales charts first quarter of this year. We've been running the sales charts. Because what are you going to play? Up until Horizons DLC, what were we doing? We were all sitting around waiting and arguing about sales charts. I think that's fair. Why? Because nothing's going on yet. There's been plenty of games to play. There's been plenty of games to play. Resident Evil 4 came out, right? Like, there's been things to do. The first party lineup is weak. The exclusive lineup is not. MLB comes out every year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Diablo's not here yet, though. That was a beta. Witchfire needs a sample of that crazy dude. You devil witch! <laughs> we know you're in here, you witch! Sony still owns MLB. It's not exclusive anymore, so it's first party. Three a year has never been a norm for any publisher. In what direction? Are you saying that's low, Shadow Spade? I, all I'm all I'm doing is, is outlining my expectations. I bought a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X, and I'm looking at both of them and I'm saying the same thing. 
I would like to see a nice big first party title every quarter. You have enough studios to do it, so do it. We've been waiting long enough, okay? The wait is over. 2020, nobody's holding your feet to the fire. 2021, same deal. I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire. Everybody was figuring life out. Everybody was trying to figure out what in the world they were going to do. So, okay, fine. We'll throw those two years in the bin. 2022, sort of like, all right, we're starting to see some traction. This year, same thing. Starting to see some traction. Going going in to next year, I, I want to see a better cadence of AAA first party. I want to see one a quarter from both platforms. There's... That's what we should be doing is setting those expectations because everybody's like, you're a Sony pony. It's like, bro, I'm, I'm holding them both to the same standard. Now's the time to start delivering on a better cadence of games. I think my opinion, Sony should go first because if Sony delivers big, that's going to force Microsoft to deliver big and they don't have a, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't have a choice or else it'll be a huge disappointment. I agree with you. I think the Sony showcase is June 1st because the Summer Game Fest kicks off on June the 8th. And that'll give Sony a week of, basically, they own the market, right? They own the market. They'll own all of the top-of-mind marketing. They'll own all of the attention. All eyes on them. Like, that'll be, that'll be the strategy, I think. Redfall is what happens when you rush AAA. If you think what's going on with Redfall is that it's been rushed. I don't think that's what's going on with Redfall. If you want four AAA games a year, five to seven year development, then you would need double their studios. No, I wouldn't. What are you talking about? Homie, I want you to imagine that they have eight years of the life cycle the first four years of the of the console is the ps5 and then the back four of the eight years is the ps5 along with the ps5 pro that's eight years you don't think they have enough studios to give me four first parties a year homie they have like what 21 20 something studios that you you telling me with that many studios you can't give me three to four first party triple a's a year Forget AAA, just first party. I want your studios to to give my PlayStation 5 some stuff. That's I think that's fair. I'm saying the same thing to Xbox. I bought a Series X. I want to see a better cadence of first party games. You got all those studios. Well, where where are they? Where's Everwild? Where's Fable? Where's Avowed? Where are the games? What's going on? Where's Hellblade 2? These are fair expectations. When you have that many studios and you've done this much acquisition and mergers, both Sony and Microsoft have scooped up studios. Alright? I, I wanna see I wanna see three to four first parties a year. And this year, we're getting Horizon DLC and Spider-Man 2. And Call of the Mountain, which only matters to PSVR 2 owners, which is what, 200,000 people out of the how many millions tens of millions of people who own the PS5 I think people are also assuming these studios work on one game at a time thank you Omar a lot of these studios are working on two projects right now 
you have 20 something studios probably 30 something projects spread out over eight years homie do the math three to four first party titles a year is not, i'm not asking for the impossible Sorry, your expectations unrealistic. Besides the first party games, they always give attention to second party games like Forspoken and third party marketing deals. Right, but Ricardo, if you've got 20 plus studios, some of them working on two projects, they've probably got close to 30, 25 to 30 projects in the fire. Spread that out over eight years of the life cycle of the console. That's three to four first parties a year. What? I'm not asking for an insane, I'm not saying 10, 10 games a year. I think earlier in the broadcast, I said every other month. That's probably unreasonable. I've, te- I've tempered it down. Once a quarter. Give me a first party once a quarter, bro. Xbox should be doing the same dadgum thing. It's what they promised to begin with. Phil Spencer said one first party AAA a quarter, or maybe just one AAA a quarter. Where? Where? <laughs> Where's the cadence? Like, if I buy a next-gen console and I can't get 25-something games, 25 to 30-something games by the end of an eight-year cycle, what in the frick are we doing? You're asking for an output that hasn't been possible in 20 years? How has it not been possible in 20 years? They have the studios to do it. They've spent the last couple of years gear. They spent the last 10 years gearing up with studios. So is Microsoft. So if Microsoft trots out two first parties a year, we're good with that? That's what you're saying? That's what you're saying? If if Microsoft walks out two first parties a year, we're good. We just need Starfield and Forza Motorsport. That's all they need to do? Three to four is unreasonable. That means one to two is the standard? Because games takes five games take five plus years. So Eugene, what's going to happen then? Are we going to get a monsoon in the back half? Is the final four years of the PlayStation 5 going to be a monsoon? One or two games, one or two games, one or two games, one or two games. Let's say two first parties a year for the first four years. That's eight titles. Eight. So out of the 25 to 30, you're talking in the final four years, you're talking like 20 plus games landing like five games a year at that point it'll be a monsoon that's why my that's why i'm concerned about the live service games with sony microsoft's getting flack because they're behind three years well sure i'm not trying to erase but here's the thing though you can't hold microsoft to a standard in 2021 and in 2020 that playstation was struggling back then too PlayStation in the early early years of the PlayStation 5 had the same struggle. It had the same problems. We got uh, Demon Souls Remake, and then we got uh, Returnal and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and then we got the, 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 the director's cuts. So their rhythm was slow too, like everybody was struggling back then. So if we look at 2022 as kind of the beginning of like, okay, here we go, let's start cranking out some hits... Like, Microsoft had a bad year. We've all granted that. Going forward, it's like, okay, let's see three or four first parties a year from both platforms. Two a year? So halfway through the life cycle, I'm going to have eight first party games? Maybe my expectations are out of whack, but 
we were looking we were looking at the number of studios yesterday and I'm thinking what these games have gotta start coming out sometime or, or they're all gonna land at the same time Miasma with a five spot Reforge Roast is like the Xbox three fourths of the world are tea drinkers but you try and pan off black and green puke juice to everyone well, thanks for the five spot and the free commercial for my coffee. Uh, I appreciate you paying money to show everyone that you're like, I guess, an angry person. I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, stay mad. Thanks for the money. Order some coffee. I was wrong about Horizon being mid. What do you What do you think of it? What about all the four AAA visual novel and top-down strategy? I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm not holding anyone to four. A fourth is nice, but I'm not expecting four. So you're expecting three. Okay. Your expectations for first party are out of whack, but replace it with exclusives, and I guarantee you Sony will double what you're asking for. So am I using the wrong word? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying first party, I should be talking about exclusives. Yeah, let's see four or five exclusives a year. Two or three of those can be first party. I'm I'm open to adjusting my expectations. Maybe my expectations are inflated because we've spent a couple years in a drought. And I'm like, bro, come on. Bring the games. Bring them. Right? Eugene says, one a quarter is hard. Five to six years for development, that means 20 games every five years. Excuse me. That's hard. It's never been that way. That's why Sony goes for third-party exclusives and why Microsoft's decisions to abandon that was dumb. Okay. Well, then, my expectations are inflated because we've been freaking sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting. Like, that's what happens, right? Like, you're like the psychology of the person and the consumer. It's like, bro, please, 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 we need some games. And now I'm like, bro, I expect four first parties a year. You want Sony to change what's made them the best. They got to where they're focusing on games by not rushing them. I've not once said they need to rush anything. I've never said a single thing this morning to indicate that I think Sony should rush games. I looked at 17 studios currently working on projects, some of the studios working on multiple projects, and I spread that out over, we're ending the third year with Spider-Man this year, right? So that's like five years left in the primo time, right? Eight years, that's five years, 20-something, 20 to 25 projects. That's four a year. Like, I don't... I don't feel like you got to remember a lot of the studios I looked at this morning. Forget I said AAA. I started just saying first party, first party. There's like 20 to 25 projects in production right now for Sony, maybe more. But but for, for the next five years, if you take 20 to 25 and you divide it by five, you get four plus. I know again, I just. I did it based off of how many studios are currently working on stuff. I did it based on the number of projects that are happening right now. And I just did quick math. I'm like, okay, if this year ends and they don't throw a bunch of extra games on this year, this year ends and it's primarily Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2, then that leaves five years. 
first three years are done, the back five, if we consider the life cycle of the console, eight years, that means over the next five years, they've got 25 plus projects that are going to start coming out. That's four to five first party games a year. Now, not all of those games are the size of God of War. Some of these studios are smaller. I was reading through studios like... We're talking about Sony Ben Gorilla, but we're also talking about Haven, Housemark, uh, Sucker Punch. There were a bunch of studios I didn't even list. 17 was on Reddit. That's not even all of them. I don't think all of them were even listed. Pulled away, but I couldn't help but meme on this. That's pretty good. I wish it was animated. Live service seasons or expansions count as launches to you? No. I mean the launch of a title. I'm not saying push games out before they're ready. I just did basic math. 20 to 25 projects. 17 studios actively working on multiple, not all of them, but a lot of them working on multiple projects. Name all the games that have released so far this year out loud. Sometimes we need to say things out loud to hear how crazy what you're saying is. I'm looking at the list of developers under Sony and the number of projects that are currently in process and I'm looking at five the next five years. Several of Sony studios aren't lead studios, so don't look at them to create games. Let's just say the 17 studios in that Reddit thread are all working on one game. Let's just simplify it. 17 studios divided by five years and you think what I said was unreasonable that's three and a half games a year I said four first parties a year I think you guys are overreacting to my expectation 17 studios right now that we know are actively working on a project there's like four or five more we don't know what they're doing If all 17 of those studios are working on one game and you divide those 17 games over the next five years, that's three and a half games a year. Sony said 25 games in development, maybe for all generation. What year have they done three or more AAA games? I I adjusted it from AAA. I just said first party. Bro, they have so many studios. What do you mean? You think four, I think three. Right, and the 17 studio projects that we're aware of, when you divide them by eight years, I'm sorry, by five years, you get 3.4. So it's somewhere between what you think and what I think, Eugene. I'm not crazy. You guys are talking to me like I'm crazy. I'm, we're, we're in the same hemisphere of prediction. We're in the same hemisphere of expectation. I'm not some entitled gamer Karen that's like, I expect a new AAA game every month. Stop asking the impossible. Four games a year is possible, not AAA. Yeah, I backed off on the AAA thing because a lot of their studios, you wouldn't consider them to be AAA. You'd consider them to be a little bit smaller, like AA. I just said first party. You own all these studios. You're making all these purchases. You got Bungie, Firewalk, Deviation. Those are your shooter studios. Those weren't even included in the 17 that I read. That, That takes them to 20. Firewalk, Deviation, and Bungie take them to 20. 
you just want four first party games, they did that last year. They did four first party games last year? What did they do? They did three that I'm aware of. GT7, Forbidden West, and Ragnarok. Which one am I missing? Did MLB hit last year? And are you counting that as a first party? I get to, I guess at the time it was an exclusive. And it is owned by them. You think Sony can buy Take-Two? No. Too expensive. I think Sony... Sony secure some type of a long-term relationship with Square Enix to avoid needing to buy them because I don't think they need to buy them. They have such a good relationship and they potentially buy UB and give UB an independent clause the same way they gave Bungie. I don't see them buying Take-Two. They don't have the money for it. They could try and buy they could try and buy them with, you know, try and finance it. It's just such a big purchase. I just don't know. Was Stray last year? Wait, did we literally get four first parties last year? If we did, then I'm not asking the impossible. Because Stray would count. Stray was first party, was it not? Stray landed on PC as well, but I believe that was a first party studio. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. If each studio's second project is a live service game, they won't be making content cadence like you're saying. So you kind of have to count expansions, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know, Shelly. I don't know what a lot of the second projects are. Oh, Stray is not first party. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, they came pretty doggone close last year to what I'm saying. They at least hit three. I don't know. I don't feel that I'm asking... I don't feel like I'm asking the impossible... Right? I don't. I don't feel like I'm asking the impossible. I feel like I'm 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 making a maybe I'm raising the bar a little bit because it's been such a slow start. You know, Eugene's saying three first party games a year. I'm saying four. With more exclusives and indies on top and, and more and more second party relationship stuff on top. I'm saying four first party games a year. Why? Because it's been a slow start, baby. It's time to it's time to, to, to up up the ante a little bit. Games for Eternity says, My fellow PlayStation gamers need to look at this more objectively and not view it through fanboyism. Sony needs a better cadence. Sergeant Saltynut says, Four games a year is Xbox's goal with their potential 40 studios, yet you expect the same from PlayStation's 18? PlayStation has like 21 or 22 studios. Xbox doesn't have 40 right now. Xbox has a little bit more than Sony right now. The current studio count at, at Xbox is not 40. Thank you for the $5 tip. Sega's net worth is $3 billion. They just bought Rovio for a billion. Why can't Sony buy Take-Two for $20 billion when Sony's net worth is $120 billion? Because you don't buy things necessarily dependent upon yourself, your net worth. They had money set aside for acquisitions, and I believe they had about 8 to $9 billion left. So Take-Two's a little out of their reach. They'd have to you know, finance it in some way. God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, the Tilu remake, Horizon Forbidden West. Okay, so one was a remake. But I'll grant you that. That was four first parties. One wasn't a new, but still, the work they did on that remake was was stellar. If Forspoken was a quality game, would we even be entertaining this? It'd be Forspoken, Burning Shores, Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man, Silent Hill 2 remake, and a few others. I tell you what it is, Eugene. I tell you what it is. 
I also think the cadence was supposed to be padded by PC ports, and Returnal just deflated almost instantly, which really disappointed me, because I'm a huge fan of Returnal, and a, a, a rogue of that caliber should have done amazing on Steam, but the Steam gremlins are mindless and stupid. And then, you know, the Last of Us port was awful, and that cadence would have been helpful. You'd say, listen, PS5 owners don't benefit from that, but that's good for Sony's that's good for Sony's bottom line, that's good for Sony's presence. And their cadence got hurt this year. Forspoken, not very good. And then two PC ports that got worse with time. Returnals was like, okay, not terrible, but not great either. And then the Last of Us port came out and was like, hold my beer. I'm gonna be atrocious. I I wouldn't be surprised if PlayStation views their cadence to be in line with PC ports. They also didn't market Returnal at all. If I've ever been more frustrated with Sony, it's how they treated Returnal on PC. What the frick are you doing? You couldn't figure out another way to do co-op? You had to do Epic Online Services? Do you know the landscape that you're stepping into? The frick are you doing? And then you don't market it? You don't promote it? How dare you, man? Returnal deserved Game of the Year at the Game Awards. It got Game of the Year at the BAFTAs. Because the minute you're not stroking Western egos by making sure Microsoft's property is up there on the podium, all of a sudden the real game wins. Returnal deserved Game of the Year, and it deserved better respect and treatment. If If the way Sony treats PC ports going forward is any indication of what we saw with Returnal and The Last of Us, then just freaking quit doing it. Just don't even do it, Sony. If all you're going to do is, like, piss on your property and throw it over to PC, then don't do it. Like, don't. You you, you took two of your best. Two of your best titles. The, the, the Last of Us is, is the king. And what you, what, what, who did that? And then Returnal? I, I'm insulted. I'm like, bro. Returnal was a triumph. And you brought it to a platform where rogues are really popular and that's the treatment that it got? And frick y'all for that. That's bogus. Either do the PC ports at the caliber of God of War 2018 or stop it. Just stop it. Your games deserve better and so do your devs. Five gifted members from Blackfire Five gifted members from Blackfire. That was so kind of you. Thank you. It goes to Riley, Ancient Ruins, F420 Gaming Foggy, and Jeff England. Sony should not port their games to PC, period. I think they should. They literally did this to themselves. It was the pricing of PC Returnal. What was it, like 40 bucks? 40 or 50 bucks? PC doesn't have the crack and compression hardware, not a fully integrated SSD, no smart shift. Why PC guys are so angry? You got a taste of some Returnal and TLU 2 on PC. That is like the weirdest optics ever. My frustration with Returnal is not how it ran. It ran just fine. It had a few issues that were patched in the first week. Digital Foundry gave it a glowing review. They were not harsh with that at all. The Last of Us port to PC is indefensible. It is indefensible. Returnal was 60? No, oh, that was, yeah. That should have been 50 on Steam. Optics are everything. It shouldn't have used Epic Online Store for co-op, and it shouldn't have been 50 bucks. 
or you should have just really warned people this is not Epic Game Store. <laughs> as 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 a fan of Returnal and as a fan of The Last of Us, Sony Sony should really be talking to somebody and saying, "We can never do this again. This cannot happen. We cannot take our property and take it to PC." and have it be that level of embarrassing that is unacceptable I hold PlayStation to a much higher standard than that why are you bashing Sony? all I ever hear is that you're a Sony pony listen, I hold companies like this to standards I expect better from Microsoft and Xbox I expect better from Sony I've never been a Sony pony I don't see eye-to-eye with people on the Activision Blizzard deal, and that makes me a Sony pony. Because, you know, people cheerleading a $70 billion acquisition because they like the color green. It's all about optics. Jedi Survivor is selling at 70 Look at where it is on bestseller. Well, and I think that I think the difference with Jedi is... It's not a port. It's a brand new title. People are always going to view a port differently. Ragnarok will be great on PC. Do you guys want to hear a wild prediction? I think we get Ragnarok on PC this this uh, this winter. I think they're going to surprise us. I think they're going to do... I think Ragnarok lands on PC within 13 months. It's the one game that can do it. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it with lots of games, but if there's one game that lands within that 12-month period like Herman Hulse said, I think it's Ragnarok. Because they're done. They don't have any DLC planned with it, so why wait? I think they throw it on PS Plus in November, and then I think in December it hits PC. I think they surprise us with that. They give all the PlayStation people on PlayStation Plus a, a, a month head start. Hey, it hits PS Plus, God of War Ragnarok. Everybody enjoy it on the one-year anniversary, and then a month later, they they launched Ragnarok on Steam. No DLC plan? No, there's no DLC for Ragnarok. Pay seventy dollars for this new game? Okay. Pay sixty dollars for this two-year-old game? F off. Right. Especially a game that they know is relatively contained because it's a rogue. No, we have no new info on Xbox Fable. If Phase 2 is all about the PC at the showcase, I'll be angry. I think the PlayStation Showcase will be broken into four parts. Number one, it will be all the first party. The trailers, the gameplay, the release dates. Then, it will be hardware. They will talk hardware. PSVR 2, that handheld. I don't know about a controller. I don't know what they're doing with the controller. I don't even know if that thing was worth making. I, I think that thing... I don't know about that thing. I don't know if it's going anywhere. So, first party, hardware. (laughs) Then, live service. I think they're going to talk live service games. Fourth, PC. They got to establish when games are coming to PC. That's got to be part of their, uh, that's got to be part of their marketing and their showcases now. You got to, you got to be regularly bringing your games to PC. You've set that expectation. That's the four parts of the showcase I think we get. Hardware first, please. Well, they'll kick things off either with hardware to get it out of the way or like a big trailer. You know. 
You can't say you're holding Sony to a standard. They never once tried to establish quality games had been the standard. They push. That's what you should be holding them to. I'm not. Sh- that sentence doesn't make any sense. Given the quality often associated with PlayStation First Party, PlayStation needs to do a better job on PC ports. Absolutely. Absolutely. They the way they treated Returnal and The Last of Us Part One is embarrassing, and it should never happen again. Somebody somewhere should be swinging a big, big bat and saying, don't you ever do this again. If you're going to bring something to PC, market it. If you're going to use Epic online services for co-op, people need to know that. Like, and if you're going to bring The Last of Us, one of your crown jewel pieces of property, if you're going to bring it to PC, it better be immaculate or don't do it. Don't. Controller, enlighten me. The DualSense Edge. Have you seen it? The DualSense Edge. They got the they got the things underneath. I use the smaller ones. I actually really really like those because when you're holding the controller like this, my ring fingers just rest right on those, just right there. They just rest right there. It's really natural. And then I can just click them. <clears throat> Fable is at the flighting test stage of development. This is early pre-built QA testing. It's a great looking controller. And if I ever get stick drift, I can literally take these out and and uh, I can literally take them out and get new ones which I know isn't the greatest solution to stick drift, but it's a solution until they can figure out a new uh, joystick supplier. The frictionless magnetic ones need to become industry standard. No, I don't play claw. No. Sony didn't pull the reverse card like last time and give us a half an hour of crap just to save their first party stuff for the end. I remember everyone going nuts during the showcase. I hope they charge 1.5 the price with half the quality for PC gamers why why would you do that that 4 hour battery life though I'm going to be 100% honest with you he's a Sony pony I don't use this anymore I don't it's too heavy and the battery dies faster and I don't play games where I benefit from the under the underpads. If I played something where I benefited from these underpads, I would use it. But it it being heavier and the battery life not lasting as long, I just stopped using it. I would just rather use my the the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller is so comfortable. It's my preferred controller now and that thing no thanks not worth it if I was like super competitive and playing a game where I was using the underpads I'd give it a recommendation but right now if you're not going to use the underpads don't get it it's heavy and the battery life's not very good so it's okay to trade off heaviness and shorter battery life if you're getting function out of the controller I'm not getting function I got it I tested it 
and I, I didn't even want to go in and start fiddling with the buttons because I was just like, eh, I don't like using the controller. Why is battery life so bad on the PS5 controllers? Probably all the haptic stuff. Weezy says it's the exact opposite. You think people who have avoided buying a console for however many years after getting crap ports on their preferred platform are going to buy your console after you treated them like crap? Man, you give me a bunch of crap ports. Time to spend $500 on your console. Vedger says PC dudes might turn to PS5. The ports of these games run perfectly fine on PS5 because of the architecture of the PS5, not the raw power of the teraflops. Reminds me about the Xbox Series X power hype. Yeah, I agree with Wheezy. I don't think you're ever going to convince PC guys to come over to PS5 after giving them really, really bad ports. This part of a thread, but I thought it was the most interesting. So this guy said Game Pass on PC was good and did not affect sales. In fact, they were higher. This aligns with what Microsoft has said in the past. But people want to tell you it isn't true. What what's that presentation from? I use it all the time. I bought it just for the replaceable sticks. Save so much money uh, than a new controller. I use a scuff for every PvP FPS game. We'll switch to the DualSense Edge when I need a new pro controller. No point using something like that unless you play games like these. Yeah. I I got this as a content creator. I knew that I likely wouldn't use the back paddles. I wanted to be able to talk about it. And I I can't give it an endorsement unless I was using the under paddles. And that's that's obviously subjective to me. Uh, Randall with a month membership. Hey, Lone, I've been watching your channel now for over a year. I'm a trucker in Scunthorpe, UK. Your videos make my week a lot more enjoyable. Cheers, dude. Thank you for that support. Guys, thanks for all the support today. Another really, really strong turnout for the daily talk show. Could we get 50 more likes? If you haven't taken the time to like the video, that really helps. My videos have been doing so well as a past broadcast. We front load with that monologue. You guys leave likes. A lot of you guys come back later and leave comments. That really helps the live stream as well because so many of you are so loyal to the talk show. You get all your comments out in the live chat. When you circle back and leave a comment, that's amazing. We're 16 away from another milestone of 50 members and we need... Zubair has been pushing for VIPs. You can use the VIP command to see where we stand. We need 20 people to upgrade, and we'll do a weekly, unfiltered sort of debrief on the week with me and Creature. 30 and So Gaming even joined us for us. It's a little, uh, little unfiltered stream with me, where I talk about the week, and how you know, I got a lot of crap you know, with you people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got a lot of crap with you people! <laughs> DualSense is great. I just wish it had slightly grippier texture. It stays clean, though. Uh, so I can't have everything. Creature complained for like 30 minutes. It was glorious. Yeah, yeah. You can hear Creature complain about the, like all the things that frustrate us in the YouTube world. It's, uh, it's, it's worth the price of admission. It very much is. You can upgrade to VIP for five bucks. Lono, whatever happens, says Shelly. No Sony fan is worried about this showcase. Sony are guaranteed to hit a home run. I don't know how anyone... Uh, in the know could worry. It's going to be incredible. Here's the thing, Shelly. I'm not worried at all. 
I plotted out two potential realities for this year because I do think it could go one of two ways. That doesn't mean that the PlayStation Showcase is bad or disappointing. What it means is, think of it this way. Let's say they have 20 announcements, trailers, gameplay, whatever it is. They've got 20 dots on the list. Ding, 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 ding. I've plotted out two courses where 17 of those dots are for 2024. And three of them are for this year. There's also another road they could take where, you know, 15 of the dots are for next year and five of them are for this year. Some surprises, some shadow drops, some really short turnarounds like, hey, this is releasing next month. Pre-order now. Like, I plotted out two roads that they could potentially take because... I'm just I'm just trying to be fair. It's like I think it'd be a mistake for me to walk out here and be like, "Bro, the PlayStation Showcase in 2023, it's going to be amazing." Like 2023 2023 might already be booked. It's not a bad year. It certainly isn't a weak year, but it might be booked. Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2 and Stellar Blade. That's that might be it. I, I'm not even going to guarantee you get factions this year. I'm not even going to guarantee it. Because it might not happen. I do think factions is coming this year, by the way. I do. I think that's going to be one of their live service surprise announcements. Quick turnaround time, quick release date, bomb drop. Oh my gosh. But I just didn't want to walk out here and do a puff piece. I didn't want to come out here and be like, man, Sony's going to kill it, bruh. I just didn't want to do that. I don't like doing puff pieces. I like taking all of the things we had. I walked through all the status of the studios. I walked through their acquiring shooter studio talent. I walked through their live service game situation. I made a small mention of all of the hardware. And then I made predictions about the year. Because that's that's how I like making my content. I don't want to sit here and be the hype man of like, it's going to be awesome. Even my critical streams or my streams about Xbox are largely based on information and facts and then I get into like predictions guesses and questions they said we'll hear more about faction this summer yes hear more doesn't necessitate a release date but yes factions will be at the showcase I think we're getting it this year but I but again they might not feel the urgency if anything they're building right now isn't even close to ready then they're gonna bump it they're gonna bump it and say nope uh-uh. there's no urgency to push anything out right now we are in the lead we are we are we are really in the lead right I thought Sony was building a launcher for PC I don't think I, I don't know about that now yeah maybe a factions beta Maybe a factions beta. I could see that. I could see that. I'll tell you what. You guys have nine minutes. I'm going to give you nine minutes to hit this, and you can bring a bunch of people with us. I've got a really, really great upload about Silk Song. <laughs> and uh, it concerns Xbox. Um, it does. It concerns Xbox. You're not going to want to miss it. 
You're not gonna wanna miss it. Uh, everybody wants to know what's going on. Look song. Ay-yay-yay! What did I do? What happened? Stupid. Silk Song recap with member. Tuesday members time. It like I hit like a button and it like refreshed the whole browser. I was like, what? You guys aren't gonna want to miss this one. it does it it concerns you deleted my video no 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 I was scheduling a live stream and I bumped a button and it like refreshed so I lost everything I was typing Silk Song doesn't even feel real anymore. I'd love to see it this year. Telling you, man. Telling you. Not coming. No, I'm just kidding. The real question you should be asking is, why did Microsoft say it was coming? (laughs) Uh, Oh, they got this changed in here. Members recap. Day at noon. Yeah, from members only to public. What a great feature that I got into a testing group that I'll never use. Why would I ever record a video that relies on relevancy and not let the public see it first? What am I going to sit on some breaking story for a day just so members can see it first? What a wasted feature. Like, I love that they're trying to do new things for members, but... Who in the frick is on the committee coming up with ideas? Because that is an absolute dud of an idea. Like, really, really bad. And I'm going to let them know. I'm going to give them feedback. There's like a journaling thing I can do to like leave them feedback. And I'm going to be like, in what universe am I ever going to use this? Oh man, I got a hot one for you guys. I'm going to let members see it first. What YouTuber is going to do that? I'm going to chop this video's legs off. <laughs> oh, then don't do something hyper relevant. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to make a video about something not hyper relevant for members and then publish it later so it can be a bad video. What? Funstream Lono lots of love. Remember my GTA 6 prediction for second party sauce for May? I want my props when it all comes true. Oh, if GTA 6 is at the showcase, do you guys think GTA 6 is going to be at the showcase? I don't know about that. You guys should give some members to try to get Shelly in here. Shelly was just super positive this entire time. Stick around for the for the upload, Shelly. I owe you guys five members. I do that in the premiere. I give people an incentive to go watch the premiere. And then I give some members over there. People think Silk Song has been canceled. I don't think it's been canceled. I don't think it's skipping Xbox, no. But today's video concerns Xbox. I think we may need to test it. We may be misunderstanding its function. So basically the function of it is, as I understand it, is I can create create a video, record it, and publish it to members first, and then later publish it for everybody else. 
I can't imagine ever doing that because when I record a video, it's about something that's relevant right then and there. Why would I kick that to members first? Why would I would want to publish that as soon as possible? And then if it's not hyper relevant, I could see maybe doing a series like if we recorded something like the AI and gaming series that's not hyper relevant, it doesn't need to go out right away, then we could let members see it first incentivize people to become members and then publish it but if people know it's coming later what on earth why would they would just wait that's not going to create urgency for somebody becoming a member your content's not suited for that feature what youtuber is suited for that feature what are they creating maybe a vlogger i guess if you're creating personal vlogging content like hey members get to see it first you guys have to wait a couple of days outside of that majority of the platform does not operate like you the majority of the platform is gaming and gaming is relevancy so it's for vloggers I guess it's for non gaming content who's creating gaming content that's not heavily reliant on relevancy who who are these people right instructional videos vloggers the lion's share of the platform's gaming what <laughs> Who's covering gaming and not just absolutely dying for relevancy? Hot topic. Top of the pile. Lead. The lead story. The majority of the platform is gaming. The majority of the platform is not DIY, instructional videos, or vlogging. Majority of the uh, creators don't operate like you do. So what, they're they're all doing evergreen series stuff? What do you mean? All the gaming guys that we look at, they cover stuff and when it hits, whether it's Young or Force, even Oh No, It's Alex has been really trying to lean in. Like when something happens, he makes a video. Yeah, but YouTube, that's the platform I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lore channels are not relevancy based. I could see it being for a lore channel. Music. Well, then you guys can help me come up with the series that we can do then because the AI series didn't really go all that well with y'all. I thought it would be fun to do a series. We'll talk about it in members. If you want to hear about that, if you want to hear about my series idea, we'll talk about it in members. And we're about to head over to the the Silk Song video. And yes, for those of you that like Xbox and you liked that showcase from Xbox, you're uh, you're going to want to see this one because part of the Silk Song expectation, part of the Silk Song frustration, is because of Xbox. So. I owe you guys five members. Thanks for hitting the member goal again today. I'm going to owe you guys five. I'm going to do that in the in the Silk Song stream. So don't go anywhere. We're going to go over there in just a moment. You have a, you have a little bit of time left if you want to slam out 16 members really quickly. If somebody wants to drop like a 20 bomb or a bunch of people want to do singles, you have a little bit of time and then I'll owe you 10. The AI series was interesting, but not the audience for it. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. It was a good five videos. And maybe one day they'll get picked up and start cooking, you know, because that stuff starts to become more relevant. Guide videos. Even a guide video I would think you would want to have out right away. If you're doing a guide video for like, here's how to find all these coconut seeds in some game or something, you want to be one of the first people with that video out there. You want to be in the search funnel as soon as possible. Breakdowns of 60 Soviet military tech don't need to be out this minute. 
Right. You could curate an audience that's like, hey, I really like what this guy does and I can support him and then I get to see his videos first. That's true. That's true. What is Silk Song? Silk Song is the sequel to Hollow Knight. It's been highly anticipated. Everyone is very annoyed that it hasn't come out yet. People are losing hope. According to Microsoft and according to Xbox, it was supposed to be out before June. And it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So it's another broken promise from Xbox. Yeah, that's right. There's a link in chat. Guys, head over to this new video and smash the like button. I'll also redirect you. Smash the like button on the video that you're on right now before you leave. We only need 20 more for 500 likes. So hit the like button on your way out. We're going to go over and watch this Silk Song video. And then if you're a member, you can get that end of the day debrief behind the scenes talk with me. It's a little bit more guard down, a little bit more AMA and personal. So try consider becoming a member and consider upgrading to VIP to fund those VIP streams. If you guys are over on Kick, I'm going to see you guys later. You can come over to YouTube to join us. And uh, thank you guys so, so much. I will see you over there in that Silk Song video. Get over there and smash that like button. I'd love to hear what you think about what's going on with Silk Song.